I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Alrighty. They should be on. So hi, everybody who's watching the stream. Uh, this is kind of a throwback to when I used to run games here. Uh, I'm Matt. This is a special Mass Effect uh, I kind of cobbled together this game myself, uh, so it's somewhat untested. So if if anything weird happens, it's probably my fault, uh, unless Mitch does it. It's uh, Mitch's fault. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> we could just blame him. It's okay. <laughs> Please but, uh, refer to me as my character's name. You, you you told me your character's name once. <laughs> In fact, that's what we're getting around to. It's true. Um, we're going to introduce our characters. So uh, starting from the top of the list of people let's go make sure that that is Anne. okay good Anne. if you could introduce yourself in your character hi i'm Anne stickney i am playing kita io who is a drell adept she is working for the citadel defense is that what we're doing yeah citadel defense task force or something like that citadel defense force yeah citadel defense force she's been sent there by the hanar who because they aren't really very good at security themselves, have decided to send some drill representatives to go take care of things. So she's one of those representatives. And that's it. Okay, Corey? Hey, uh, I am playing Riley Nezrum, uh, Vanguard, human Vanguard, who is just really itching to let loose. He's very kinetic. He doesn't like to stand around for very long, so he's just looking for the next big mess to get into. Okay, uh, Joe? Greetings. Greetings and joyous salutations. I am Pexron, an Elcor soldier. I'm very big. I carry lots of weapons. I am here to make sure things are safe. Liz? Hello, I am Rin Dalla, and I am a Quarian infiltrator working with CSEC out to prove that Quarians can stand their own in this galaxy. And finally, Mitch. Me, Shrek. Me like to kill. Well said, Shrek. Um, so... Oh my god, somebody punt the Vorcha out the airlock. <laughs> no! Don't do this! So, we start off uh, two hours from now with the screaming. It's very loud. It's very high-pitched. There's explosions everywhere. Um, all around you, there are dead Batarians. And the noise is ungodly. It's this is very loud. That's filling the air. It's impossible to think or even see through the smoke. Uh, there's one of your crewmates' body parts screwing all about in front of you, but you can't even tell who it is. And you flash back to six, no, eight hours ago when you were standing on the promenade in the Citadel, waiting for the elevator to lead you up to the council chamber. It's very rare that anyone gets summoned to the council, much less an entire squad of 
Citadel Defense Force members. Um, you all know each other by reputation, especially the lone Vorcha uh, in Fisek, who is practically a, an aberration amongst his people because for a Vorcha, for one thing, he's wearing full armor. Uh, for another thing, he didn't kill anybody today, uh, which is pretty rare for a Vorcha, yet. I have to admit. Yes, yet, always yet. Uh, as the elevator goes up, it, it's taking a long time. They, they've got some kind of refurb in on the elevators, but for right now, they're still pretty slow. The Citadel elevators, they're kind of you know notorious for being slower than you'd expect. But then again, they, they do travel massive distances. So after about three minutes of standing around in an elevator, uh, listening to incidental news reports, like one news report is about how there's a human colony uh, out in Escrillian Verge that has apparently been attacked. It, this seems to keep happening. Um, the elevator door is open, and you are on the in the Citadel chamber. Uh, there are several the usual component of guards. Uh, there's a Solarian waiting at the doors as they open, and he inclines his head to you. He's wearing the uniform of an SDG officer, a Solarian tactical group. Uh, they're sort of the inspiration for the Spectres. Like, the Solarians had their special tactics group before the Spectres existed, and the Spectres were to some degree modeled after them. Um, he inclines his head and goes, this way, they're waiting for you, and begins walking towards the council chambers. Uh, you all follow because, really, why wouldn't you? That's why you're here. And within a few minutes, you're brought to the council chamber. Instead of the full council, however, there's only two members, the Asari and the new human counselor. Uh, the human counselor, Counselor Anderson, uh, straightens up when he sees you and goes, we're glad you could be here on short notice. The Asari inclines her head and leaves, leaving you alone with the uh, human counselor. Is there some kind of problem? You could say that. I won't beat around the bush. This is my last act as a member of this council. I'm resigning my commission and heading back to Earth, where I'm resigning, re resuming my work as an admiral. But this took precedence over my departure. Uh, he turns to the Solarian. Major Kirhei, if you would. Kirhei steps forward. Approximately 12 hours ago, our spy... On Kershara, the Batarian homeworld, reported that there's some kind of disturbance on the planet. There's been significant power loss to multiple cities. Uh, their government has issued a statement that everything is fine, but they're not making any further announcements. And all off-world tra traffic has been suspended. The planet's on lockdown. At approximately two hours before this event, and he, cl he clicks some, a thing on his Omni Gauntlet, and a uh, holographic display comes up displaying the planet Kishara and displaying a spot on the planet. This place here went thermographically super active. This is a research facility known as the Belly. In, in Batarian, it's the word Kadal. We don't know why it's called that. Uh, we have been, haven't been able to get much inside or out of the place, but our observational craft noticed that it is now drawing enormous reserves of power. Approximately 45% of the planet's total power output, some 1.75 tera, tera uh, joules a second, is going into that facility. Do we know what's in the facility? Or is no it just idea. your research? We don't know. It's, it's their oh, top okay. secret. They've, they've killed people before they let them speak about what's in Who have they killed? Um, Several agents that we had working for us, several of their own people, um, a reporter 
from the independent uh, Star Network News. You think it's a weapon? We don't know. We have no idea what it is, but we do know that it's, it's using so much power that they've grayed out several of their own cities and they've blacked out the whole planet. This is the Batarian homeworld. Batarians haven't been on peaceful terms with the Citadel in, in decades. Their last major action was to try and crash an asteroid onto a human-occupied planet. That was stopped by a member of the Spectres, a, the first human Spectre. We need to know what this is as soon as possible. He turns to Anderson, who then goes, I've arranged for a Tempest-class Systems Alliance ship to ferry your group with Captain Car- with Major Karahay in charge. They will insert you onto Kershara, and you will enter this facility by force, if necessary, and it likely will be necessary, and determine what is happening here. If you are caught, we will, of course, disavow all knowledge of your actions. This is of most priority. Things are happening throughout the galaxy right now. The collectors are apparently been sighted on several worlds. There's increased geth activity. We need to know what this is now before it becomes something we have to deal with. Does everyone understand? He looks around. Understood. Of course. I incline my head. Whatever you say, boss. (laughs) I don't know if Corey's character said anything. Whatever you say, boss. All right. Get out to the uh, docking ring three. Captain uh, Major Karahay. I'm sorry. I keep calling you captain. I just was promoted. It's fine. Um, Major Karahay will be in charge of the mission until you get to Kershara. That he he leaves. He just like he takes his leave of the group. Uh, Major Karahay goes, all right. Uh, you've got 20 minutes to get down there. If you're going to get anything else done beforehand, go ahead. Um, I will see you there. And he's a, he's a little officious. There's something about him that makes you feel like he's maybe a bit of a cloaca. You're not entirely sure. But he um, takes his leave and heads down to get ready himself. And now you, you your group is now alone in the council chamber. Well, this certainly isn't how I expected to start my day. I didn't expect it to end with a... Something that sounds very akin to a suicide mission. Grim certainty. We will definitely die. Not me. Very hard to kill. Happy certainty. You certainly will. It's a chance to show them what we're worth. It is. It very much is. There's an adjutant comes up. um, A member of the Citadel Defense Force wearing a a junior cadet's outfit. Um, they, They sent me to make sure you were led to the to the ship. He's a small, rather young-looking Solarian. Thank you. I look down. Gentle comfort. Please, lead the way. And uh, I'm Tobus. I'll look this way. I'll follow after when you, you know, as Yeah, you get, Kita follows. <laughs> I'm going to assume the whole group follows. Uh, as you get to the elevator, it's a different elevator. This isn't the one you came up in. It's, a, it's more of an, a freight-looking type thing with a big sliding door. It comes down. There's two uh, Turians waiting inside the elevator. They're the armed and armored in a C-set colors. They're, they, uh, the kid nods to them, they nod to him, and you all get on the elevator. Are you going with us on this mission? She asks one of the Turian. No, we just guard the elevator. Oh, okay. It's a boring freaking job. Apologies. I didn't realize. Ever get to kill? They Have you both ever looking... needed to guard the elevator? Yeah. When the uh, <sighs> attack happened a couple years back, uh, there used to be five of us guarding the elevator. And they but haven't they replaced just... the other three? Nope. Troops are in short supply nowadays. Staffing shortages are the worst. Sounds like good incentive not to die. I don't really need any more incentive not to die, man. The other Turian who's the other Turian speaks 
slightly different voice tone, and you realize with a little bit of shock that it's that's a female Turian, which you don't see a lot of. Um, female Turians tend to be in slightly more aggressive combat roles. They don't usually end up as guards. Um, she, the female Turian's like, yeah, it's, it could be a worse job than this, I guess. I mean, I wouldn't want to be the guy who's in charge of the uh, troop task force. That guy's in trouble. In trouble? Yeah, getting a job in charge of a task force is basically getting babysitting duty over the generals. Uh, it's, it's not a. It's kind of a job you end up. Either you do really well with it, or you end up, you know, quitting. I don't know who this Vicarian guy is, but hopefully he's got it. Because man, a lot of BS in that job. Vicarian? Yeah, it's the guy who's in charge of the new task force. Ah, uh, all right. Used to be in CSAC, the first guard says. Used to be moving up in the world. Huh. Yeah, maybe. Like I said, it's a lot of work. Elevator finally gets to the, the level you to, to the dock level and opens up. Uh, Tobias is like, oh, this this way. Thank you. And she I follows him. I turn back to the guard on the elevator. Compassion, pray duty remains boring. And then I turn and walk after the the group. You're led down the uh, docking ring area until you reach a really fancy looking ship. Um, you've never seen anything like it. It's it looks like it's got elements of Turian and Asari design, as well as stuff humans use. It's long and sleek. It has five engines on the back, kind of a delta wing shape to it. It's really fancy. Um, as you, It's painted in Systems Alliance colors. And as Major Kirahei steps, he's actually there talking to a human in a, in a pilot's uniform. The human uh, turns and sees your group coming and goes, um, gestures like, oh, they're here. And Major Kirahei turns to you. Oh, you found it all right. Good. You can go back to your duty now, Tobian. Uh, yes, sir. And Tobian leaves. Good kid. <sighs> Very helpful. Yeah. Definitely didn't want to bring him on this. Uh, well, I guess let's get on in. This is uh, Captain Leveller. Uh, she's going to be piloting the ship for us since it's a human ship and I couldn't pilot it to save my life. Um, Captain inclines her head. Thank you. All right, uh, we're going to be doing silent running for pretty much the whole trip, so not a lot of amenities will be available. Uh, there is, I've gotten quarters for all of you. Basically, it takes us, it's about a 10-hour flight, but we're going to kind of cheat, so we should be able to make it in four. Kind of cheat? Yeah, the Batarians have a mass relay in their system, uh... but it's shut off to Citadel travel. We're going to slingshot off of a Terminus system relay to get in the back door, so to speak. The risk of this is we might come under fire if their defensive systems are up to, dra- are up to date. However, with the power drain on Kershara, we're kind of gambling on the fact that they won't have the ability to arm their defense systems. It's a risk. Unless the power drain is their defense system. Yeah, that, like I said, it's a risk. But it's the fastest mm. way to get you there. All right. Captain uh, gestures to the entryway and then walks in herself. I uh, duck my way in because I'm very confident that the opening is probably just just a tad too small for the Elcor bot. Actually, it's surprisingly large. Really? And as you get in, you see why. There are two mechs, Fenrir class, huge, basically right there in the entry. The ship is made to accommodate them. Never get out all the fun toys. Agreeable. This is some heavy hardware. Agreeable. I will not have to duck. Kita follows and kind of looks at the mechs with interest. Interesting technology. Are we expected to use these? No, those are for our other mission. Other mission? Yeah, when we drop you off on Kershara, 
we need to drop these off on the other side of Kirshara to give you the best possible chance of acting independently and undetected. Who's on the other Fashion? side of Kirshara? The Batarian Slave Association, which is a euphemism for the association they use to run their slavery operation. We're going to attack it. I just diversion, huh? It's a diversion, and it serves to... And she gets a look on her face, and it's for the first time you notice that she has extensive scarring on the right side of her face. Well, let me just say that I've been on the less-than-gentle mercies end of dealing with Batarian slavers, and leave it at that. Ah, Hita gracefully changes the subject. So when we discover whatever we're supposed to discover, how do we get out? Something That's actually something I can help with, uh, Major Karahei said. If you come this way, and he leads you to the back of the ship. The ship has an unusual design. It's based on uh, Turian designs, and that there's a large floating holographic interface of a galaxy right in the center of the of the deck rather than in some kind of bridge area or something hmm. and uh he walks you over to it and next to it there's a large container he pops the container open and there's several like six in total small devices they look vaguely like transceivers and he, he holds them up these will plug into any omni tools you have or armor systems you might have when you find out what's going on you hit the button and it will first. It will, of course, translate everything your uh, various surveillance options have recorded. It will tight beam those out. This will tell us that you are available for extraction. At that point, this ship will come in hot. You will have pro- less than a minute to get to some place on the surface of the planet where we can extract you. Okay. And if we can't get there, then you will be left behind. Right. So we get there easy. If you get there, we will be extracting you. He actually gestures and several, like there are four Solarians who come up and all four of them, uh, you can actually, um, Kia can see this before. They're all biotic. They're giving off a very faint vibes of, of biotic amps. These four will be extracting you. They won't, won't need to land the ship to do it. Kita gives oh, them a nod. We will need you to, however, be on the surface so we can target you. Your transceivers will be sending us signals the whole time. So we'll know exactly where you are, but we'll need to be able to see you. So be on the surface. I would recommend not even pushing the button until you're on the surface. But if you have to push it before, get to the surface as soon as you can. Right. Uh, Depending on what we find in there, do you want us to try and disable it? That's a judgment call you're going to have to make for yourselves because we don't know what you're going to find. Uh, If it's something that's not immediately threatening to to the various Citadel governments then leave it. If it is something that is a threat to the Citadel, do what you have to do to stop that threat. If that means disabling it, destroying it, that's something you're going to have to make as a judgment call. We don't know what's there, so we cannot tell you. Understood. Now, if you want my personal opinion, absolutely nothing good is there. The Batarians have been reckless rogue state for decades now. They broke away from the Citadel because they didn't like that the Earth humans were settling in the contested terminus systems and they took their ball and went home and they've been committing terrorist acts ever since optimism at the end of this mission i think they will reevaluate their lives well that's no lives will be left to (laughs) reevaluate between one of the two of you hopefully there's a middle ground that will actually get us a successful mission but in the meantime 
I would suggest you go stow your gear, make a use of whatever amenities you can. There's not much, as she pointed out, most of the ship's power is going to the stealth drive. But there is a galley. You can get food. It's both for Dextro and Non. So he looks at the at your Corian member. So you'll be able to get something to eat. Right, and Clyden's her head. And we've got a special interface system set up so you don't have to open up your helmet. All right, unless there's any other questions, comments, or concerns, we're going to get underway. Are we extracting the other side, too? Okay, I don't understand that. The ones that are attacking the slavers, are we extracting That's, them, too? They're going to be mechs. They're not going to be extracted. They're going to be left behind. Ah, all right, then. And those things are actually a technology from another terrorist organization, a group of zealots called Cerberus. We liberated them and reprogrammed them. We're going to make it look like Cerberus is the ones attacking. How noble. Keep us out of the loop entirely. Exactly. Well, I have to get up, I have to get up to the bridge. All right. Thank you, sir. He uh, nods and heads up. And again, you're getting that sense, a bit of a cloaca. But um, he heads his way up, leaving you guys to do what you want for the next 20 or so minutes. Kita goes to find a bunk and throws her stuff on it. She doesn't have much. And then she goes to the galley to get some food while she can. Okay, at this point, there's like a musical sequence and like <laughs> things zoom out to like a map of the galaxy. And then a, like a small reticule moves over to another planet and zooms in and gets tighter in. And now you're looking at the Batarian home system and then it zooms in again. And the reticule goes over a planet and the planet says Kirshara. And... There's a side thing up on it, like suddenly it pops up with a bunch of text on the side, and it's talking about how Karshara is the Batarian homeworld, about how it's, you know, roughly 1.445 AUs away from its sun. It's 0.69% uh, Earth density, that it is an isolated world, um, that it broke away from the Citadel decades earlier during human expansion into the Terminus systems, that, you know, their Kirshara has supported terrorist activities throughout the Terminus systems and the Scillian Verge, things like that. And then it whooshes in even more, and there's various points on the planet that light up. One of them is, like, you know, the, the capital city. One of them is the uh, slavery, you know, barracks, for lack of a better word. One of them is a industrial site, and one of them is Black, is black Site 1, the the, uh, the belly. That one gets targeted by the reticule and swoops in and there's now a scene of a shuttle being piloted with like all sorts of green swooping lines as it goes down to the planet. And that repeats several times while the thing goes, you know, many firearms can be used until they overheat. Be sure to be careful of your, of your heating clips. And then of course comes up, you're now on the planet with the uh, shuttle behind you. <laughs> so you're basically in what appears to be a jungle. What a journey. That trip was really fast. That was a fast <laughs> ship. The uh, planet is a jungle. It's extremely hot. Uh, it's like 35 degrees Celsius out here, um, for those of you who are human and know Celsius. Uh, it, it's extremely warm. It's The air is also very wet. Uh, it, for the, the Drell, it's actually, this is really not bad at all. Like, you, this is nice. Um, but for the human and, and Corian, this is actually not great. You're not loving this. The Elcors doesn't matter much one way or the other, and the Vorcha are really well adapted to a whole host of environments, so yeah, he also doesn't really take notice of it, but the human and the Corian are both like, oh my lord, this is not comfortable. Uh, as, you, as you're looking around, you've, you've known that the, the place in question is actually quite visible, the belly fort, because there is an enormous 
series of of construct of like dome like buildings approximately three kilometers away from your current location the uh, shuttle pilots like that's as close as i can get they're uh They've got scanners. They they definitely would detect us if we've gotten any closer. The only reason we've got this close is because this thing's got a stealth suite on it. But I can't mask my emanations any better, so you're going to have to head in on foot. Understood. Thank you. Pilot's a heavy set man in his 50s or 60s. He's like, you know, good luck to you. And he closes the uh, shuttle door, and the shuttle heads up and takes off. Akita watches it go. Well, I guess the only play- way to go is forward. They certainly sure. didn't do any disguising of this place did they at this point i've already started moving a little ways toward the buildings ahead not super far but just a little bit grim i don't care where we go but the next place we will wind up better have climates uh shrek make a tech roll for me you got it oh damn not great four okay yeah you there's something weird about the uh you noticed it from your arm your uh tech armor sensors there's something strange about the power emanations coming from that place but you don't it doesn't say anything to you in particular just that's not right okay i'm just gonna kind of shrug it off and think well yeah that to be expected and then kind of keep moving along all right at this point shrek has moved a, g- a good 30 or 40 feet away from you guys is heading is already heading there is everyone else following him yeah. or what yeah uh rin is going in she's going to kind of come around to to the flank not just follow in a line but go off onto the flank and kind of look to see if there's anyone there if there's any hardware she can detect while moving in not uh, going too far away, but kind of make me an edge roll. Quite with your okay, so this is two d six plus my edge. Mm-hmm. Six and uh, six, seven, eight. Okay. Yeah. There is actually a remarkable lack of people here. Yeah. Like you're not like you're not even hearing animals. There's no biosignatures. Um, there's not even the kind of biosignatures you would expect. Like there's no you don't know what the native life of Karshara is exactly. Like, you don't know what kind of small creatures it should have, but it doesn't have any. And for most planets with swampy biomes, have a lot of biodiversity in those biomes. Mm-hmm. You're not picking up anything. Um, just as a quick note, I also do have this little, like, drone following me. That's, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, one of my little companions, just for everyone else to note. So, Trek have companion. Your drone, Donkey, turns to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I knew it. I was waiting. <laughs> uh, I just kind of move forward. I don't even make an attempt to be stealthy because if anything is going to see us and attack us, I'm the largest, most threatening thing. I'm used to being the target, so I don't even try to hide. I just kind of start moving forward. Yeah, it would also be kind of hard to hide the, you know, thousand pound Elcor in a swamp. The, the, thousand, gonna... pound, the thousand pound Elcor with all these weapons strapped to its back. Kita is going to flank on the opposite side. Of the Corian. Okay. Okay. And kind of like arrowhead with the Vorcha at like sphere of the arrow. So it's like Vorcha, Elcor, and then Corian on one side, Drell on the other. The first kilometer is fairly like calm. Like there's nothing around you. You're traveling through marshy ground, but there's like a, a kind of crushed down path. I think some kind of vehicle has been tracking around this place. Uh, within the second kilometer, however, uh, both. Um, I, I, I forget your characters' names. I'm sorry, you just told me them. But the uh, the the Vanguard and the Adept both need to make mind rolls. A mind roll? Okay. Yes. So two d six plus my mind. Yep. Eleven. Okay. Uh, Five. Okay. You don't sense anything, um, Corey. Your character is like you know. Mm, yes, yeah, it's pretty swampy. Uh, too hot. Yeah, but but uh, you definitely do sense something. 
um, and what you sense is a exceptionally strong biotic field that you've just walked into. It's like stepping into a static field and suddenly all your hair stands on end, except of course you don't have hair, but you, it's like pins and needles over your entire body. You, you're like, what is this as you pass through it? And now you're inside it and you can feel it all around you. I, and like, I forget at this point, had they passed uh, me or was I still? Had you're I about 30 feet ahead of everybody. Everyone oh, okay, else okay. is walking behind you. Sorry, you didn't, you didn't specify you sped up. Uh, no, that's fine. I just want to make sure I hadn't, or if I had passed through it. You passed through it, but you're not a biotic. Gotcha. Kita kind of holds up an arm and tries to get everybody else's attention and then like points to her head and gestures at the world at large. <laughs> As in, there's brain stuff all around us right now. Um, okay. Try and make an edge roll to see if you <laughs> successfully conveyed that. Cause I... Oh boy. Uh, okay, hang on. That'd be a three. <laughs> Everyone's kind of just continuing yeah. on. C- confusion. Okay. If headache, take a stim. Kita face palms and keeps going, but she's like on guard right now. Okay. Yeah, I keep moving forward. Like she's actively looking for somebody yeah. or something that is doing whatever this thing is. The second kilometer, you start to hear noises. And at first, you're not entirely sure what they are, but you're all relatively well trained. And both the um, Vanguard and Soldier are specifically combat trained. So after a while, you recognize the distinctive whoomp sounds of Batarian State Arms firearms discharging. All right. At that point, I will look around, kind of like make a motion for everybody to stop. Cautious. There is firefight ahead. Kida jogs over to join the Elcor. There's something in the air, something biotic. There's a biotic presence here, and it's worrisome because it's very heavy. It's not just one person. It can't be one person. I, I kind of glance around at everybody. We may be walking into a... I suspect we are. The question is, is it the Batarians against a force we don't know? Or is it the Batarians against the Batarians? Whomp! Now you can also hear some screaming. Ren has pulled out her sniper rifle and is... The mission is unchanged. Goal still set. If it's a war, there are plenty of targets. We should probably find some cover. How far away was the screaming? Uh, At this point, you'd say maybe a few hundred meters to the north. The only reason you can hear it is because it's very loud, as if there's a lot of people screaming. Can we tell what kind of being is screaming? Um, well, anybody who wants to do that, I'm going to let you make a, uh, presence check. Okay. It's not a, yeah, it's, it's not, not likely, but go ahead if you do really well. I got a 10. Okay. Got anybody a 10. else? So I got an tens. eight. Right. 10. I got a five. I know that there's screams. Yeah. Anybody who got like a 10, they sound Batarian. It's hard to tell for sure because I mean... For many people, Batarians are more of a myth than reality. They haven't been seen outside of, you know, they haven't had a presence in the Citadel for decades, but it sounds Batarian to you. I start cautiously moving forward and uh, just trying to keep my eyes peeled to make a reaction as necessary, but we got to get in. We have to figure out what's going on there. Kita's kind of looking for cover as she's making her way forward. All right. uh, Go ahead and everybody who's looking to make, to be covering themselves, make an edge check and just, just tell me if you beat a seven. Um, sorry, really quickly, Rossi. With the drone, um, can it communicate to me in any way, or is it strictly like a, a combat kind of resource? It 
you can see through it. So it doesn't have uh, okay. to communicate with you. You just you can go bloop and then you can see through it and bloop and you don't. Okay. Peter awesome. got a nine. Okay. Riley did not get his uh, check. Pe- Pexron got okay. an eight. Okay. Anybody who beat a seven, you are covered. You are you've taken cover successfully. You are moving forward with cover. Anybody who didn't, you didn't. Okay. But okay, uh, Mitch, you had asked about the drone. That's the, that. It's basically just like uh, it's like a real drone that we have now, except under better control and can shoot lasers at people. Okay. So cool. you can see through it pretty much as an, as an, like, you know, it doesn't even take an action to do it. Okay, cool. After I'm, I'm going to hold on to that for now. Okay. Uh, at this point, you are less than 500 meters away from the structure. You, you come up to the lip of the forest past this point. There's no more, like the trees have all been cleared. The place has been, it looks like it's been burned around it to clear it of all things. You see what looks to be, at first, it's kind. Of, it looks like there's some kind of pile of vegetation up ahead, but it's a weird color, and that's when you realize it's not a pile of vegetation; it's dead people, a lot of dead people. What kind of people? Uh, go ahead and make a uh, make a edge roll for me. Thirteen. How am I? What? You got a thirteen. Rolled an eleven plus two. Okay. All right. Cool. Um. They are Batarians. You've, you're being a Vorcha. You've seen and attempted to kill a whole bunch of different people throughout the galaxy. So you're, you're, those are Batarians, uh, but they're wrong. There's something really wrong with them. They've got like puckered marks that are glowing faintly on them. Puckered marks. Yeah, it's like they've got like modeling, and it's like kind of blue and glowing. And their eyes are like all staring strangely. Like they're kind of devoid of the usual Batarian uh, eye structures. They're just white, and there's a lot of them. There's, like, easily a couple thousand bodies here. And kind of facing off is, is like, the remains of what was, like, a squad of close to 100 Batarian soldiers. There's, like, three of them left. And they're, like, they look to me like that they've walked through hell. And they're, like, standing kind of around each other, each pointing their weapons forward. But they look to be absolutely frantic. All right. Uh, for, does everybody see that? Like, like, or anybody who got like you got a thirteen on your check, so you got a thir- You saw it. I'm assuming you're actually, you know, using. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna. Yeah, convey yeah. this. To the group. Yeah, that you, you know. So yeah, that's that's what you see. You're basically holding up a pair of binoculars, and you saw it. So lots of dead Batarian. Couple left. Don't look like they'll last much longer. Might can, know something. Can Kita see them? The pile. Oh. You can see the pile, but it's far enough away that you'd need, like, I'm assuming that to explain his incredible role, he pulled out a pair of binoculars and, and looked through it. You'd have to do something like that. At this range, you okay. can just see the, the mound of what looks to be, oh, oh, those are bodies. That's that's the best you could do. I look over at, uh, at Shrek. Did you see what they were fighting? No. Like I said, few left ahead. Don't look like they'll last long. We better get down there then. If they know something, make our job a little easier. Plus, we've been standing around for so long. Or they might just shoot us. Cautious. I would also believe that they would fire first if they're under attack. We should observe. Shrek, how many are down there? Alive? Three. Wood! Let's start it up again down there. Move to take a look. Hey, give me an edge roll. Oh, that's not bad. It's a nine. Okay, you can see that they are firing not away from the complex, but towards it. And... You see what looks to be something moving very fast, running out of the complex at them. But it's their movement is all wrong. Um, 
how far away is all of this happening at this point? About 400 meters. Uh, and how far away can I send my uh, donkey? He, he moves uh, 60, basically like 30 meters around. So he wouldn't okay. be there that fast, but he could. you could send him there. His, his control range is practically unlimited. As long as you're able to maintain contact with him. I, so unless I, somebody jams him, you should be able to send him a couple hundred. You could send him like 100 kilometers away and still control him. I turned, okay. every, I okay. turned to everybody. Rage. Time for stealth over. Time to act now. You're right. Keita nods. <laughs> I, always, I just I hear and, that and I'm moving. And I immediately start galloping on, on all four in a full stride like into combat. Okay. You are far enough away that in the time it takes you to get within a range where you could act, you see the things coming out of the structure getting mowed down. But one of them leaps up into the air and comes down on one of the it, people shooting. Is it too far away for me to hit with my long range heavy weapon? Nothing you, nothing you can do for another. Like it will take you. You're still 500 meters, 400 meters away when this happens. So the the three peop- the three batarian that I saw are the ones mowing everything down. Yeah, right and one of them just con- okay. one just jumped on it, and it like jams its face through the other one's helmet, and there's a lot of screaming, and <sighs> the one who's being grappled discharges his weapon repeatedly into the thing's in like stomach, and viscous bluish green fluid is spraying out the back. It falls down, but he falls down too. And now there's just two of them left, and they're both firing indiscriminately. And at that point, you guys enter into the range where you can take actions. Um, this is going to put on her technical cloak. Okay. The Go ahead and make your roll. stealth is always. Is that an edge roll? I believe it's a uh, tech roll, isn't it? But it might say. It says on your character sheet. Yeah, it does. Um, can I, would I do another edge roll to see if I recognized what the, uh, the thing that attacked the Batarian you was? don't recognize it. You don't. Okay. You don't have to make an edge roll for that. You've just never seen anything quite like it. Okay. But it, as you look at it, you realize it is basically built around the Batarian body plan. As it's got oh, two arms, okay. two legs, and it's got four eyes on its head. But it's like you'd think it was a Batarian, except for what you just saw it do, and for the fact that it's got all that blue glowing crap. Like it looks like it's got veins of blue glowing light material in its body, and it's desiccated. Like it's had all the moisture dra- dragged out of it. Okay. So as is it this dead? Is, looks to be dead now, but okay. As this is the start of combat, I'm going to open up with adrenaline rush because I have to because it's the start of combat. Okay. Uh, that is plus body, so that's a 13. Okay, so you can act twice, and you can interrupt any enemy action when they get to go. Okay, so as I'm charging through, I'm going to open up with a shot from the M100 grenade launcher strapped to my side. Okay. Into the horde of whatever things are coming. All right. Uh, that is an 11. All right. The uh, attack hits, and it actually does more damage than you were expecting. Like, okay. the things that, the thing, uh, at least 10 of them within range of its strike fall down. But more come out pouring out. There's like 30 of them left at this I- point. I keep moving forward, uh, so that's three rounds on cooldown. Let me put a dice on that. Uh, and if I can get into medium range, I will swap over to the assault rifle. That'll yeah, that's my, not a problem. My second shot. Uh, that is a 15. Okay, so you, you absolutely gun another one down. And as I'm, I scream at, or I, as I'm running past the uh, materians, I, uh, what is, what is going to be the good emotion word for that? Oh, man. 
stoically. Uh, stoically, fight with us, survive. Okay, that's you for now. For now, yep. Um, who wants to go next? Um, I go. would just. Oh, go ahead, Anne. Okay. I was going to say, um, how far away are they? At this point, you guys have gotten into the range where you can use your abilities on them. Okay, let me. I have to roll a mind roll, and it's a two, so I can hit one thing. Um, yep. I, are they all grouped together? There's like a group of thirty of them coming coming out like a it's like a mass almost like a wave of things. Okay, I'm gonna. They got hit by a some kind of grenade that blew up a whole bunch of them. So there's like a divot in the center. I mean, it's an M100. The Vorsha would have known exactly what that is. That's one of their favorite weapons. Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to whichever one is closest to the front. I'm going to throw it. Okay, roll to see. Your roll was very low, so yeah. Yeah, I rolled like a five, so I can only one target okay and However, then i have when to, you hit him when you hit him I, the force then, of it kills him oh it, like it rips him in half wow and all that stuff comes pouring out of it it's they're they're not holding together well it's like the that now you understand why there's so many of them dead around it's it's not hard to kill one but they just keep coming it's the numbers game but he, he, he frowns seeing this okay is there anything else is is how close is she to the pile of bodies? At this point, you're about 60 yards away from the, uh, 60 meters away from the two guys shooting. And about, the, the pile of bodies is very large. Uh, you could get to it within 100 meters. Mostly she's taking a look at it and kind of seeing, is the biotic, th- is the biotic thing that she sensed, is it coming from No, it's not mob? coming from that. It's not coming from any of that. It's okay. m- feels to be much stronger. And more centrally located. Okay. All right. Um, she's just going to kind of like try and find a little bit more cover and that's it. Okay. Uh, Shrek? Uh, I'm going to send in my drone, um, uh, whatever it takes to get it in medium range. It can, the... get there pretty, it can get there pretty easily. It can, it okay. can move 30 yards up. And... Um, and then I'm just, I don't know how many uh, it can hit with the cutting laser, but I'm just going to order it to continually do the laser okay. uh, as long as it can. Go ahead and make a roll for it. Uh, what, oh, roll body. Okay. Um, that would be a 10. Okay. Uh, I'll let it hit uh, three with that. Three of them get like slashed right through. And again, you see what other people have seen that it doesn't take a lot to kill these things. <laughs> it also should, it sets it on fire. Yeah, they, they catch on fire and they get cut in pieces. So there's now three burning corpses leaking fluid everywhere. Um, so but, do they look technological? That's what I was going to tell you. Um, go ahead and make a tech roll. Um, except that's going to be a nine. There is definitely something technological about them, but you're, it's not technology you, refer, you recognize. You've not seen anything like this. Uh, you've heard uh, rumors, but you've not seen anything like this. In that case, um, can I all... Is the, the drone is independent. Like, Can I still do a move? Yeah, myself. The, the okay. drone is separate from you. Um, in that case, can I roll uh, edge to see if I can try to like? Because you said uh, uh, hack them. Looks you like can I make can make an do... attempt. You can make an attempt. That's going to be a nine. You can't hack them. Okay. But rolling the nine tells you they're technological, but in a way that is completely incompatible with anything you've ever seen. Like you don't know what their operating system is. You don't know if it's VI or what. Um, you do suspect there's something about the fluid that they are secreting. And as you su- you realize this, the body of the one that got attacked and his helmet got crushed 
jerks, twitches. There's a crunching sound as it gets up, but you realize it gets up. It was face down on the ground, but it gets up and its head twists around so it can face forward with the rest of its body still being pointed in the other direction. And its arms twitch as it brings its gun up and begins to fire at its the people it was fighting alongside. Ren wants to hit it with a sniper shot. Okay, go ahead. I keep scrolling away from my character information. I just rolled a six. The six is enough. Uh, okay. You you snipe him. Um, his head was already like ruined, so you chose to shoot him through the chest cavity, and <laughs> like stuff comes blasting out the front of his armor, and he drops to the ground again, and, and now has fallen onto what was his back, except now it's kind of the front. Oh, that is unpleasant. Yep. Did blue stuff fly out of him? Oh, yeah. Okay. Along with most of his internal organs. Don't let any of them touch you. Mm-hmm. Kita says aloud. I mean, I believe everyone's obvious, gone. but yeah. Every, everyone's gone, gone, yeah, but Corey. Okay, go ahead. I, I hear her say, don't let them touch you. And I immediately put that out of my mind as I charge into the biggest cluster of them that I can. Okay, go ahead and make a charge roll. That's a uh, eight. Okay, um, I believe that means you can hit two. Yeah. So uh, go ahead and make the, you know, the, the two that you hit with your shockwave as you go rocketing in uh, both explode. Make another check to see when your charge comes on cooldown. Uh, it's going to be three rounds. Okay. For this round, you have impervious up because you just charged. So if anything hits you, it subtracts two damage, two harm from um, So now that's your go. Go ahead. Quick question. So with these things falling, that triggers the refresh for adrenaline, right? Or no? Yes. Every time, every time something in your group is fighting dies, you can use adrenaline rush again. Okay, just making sure. I'm keeping track of cooldowns. With yeah, gauntlet mobs. But Corey, do you do anything else? Uh, I don't think I can use a nova on the same turn as I do a charge. No, it's next round. Yeah. Then can I use a shotgun on the same turn as a charge? Mm, Probably not. But I'm gonna let you. <laughs> then I'm gonna shotgun. Okay, make the roll. And it's an eight, so it hits two targets. Two more fall down. Uh, you you don't again. They they don't seem to be holding together very well. But each time the shotgun blast hits one, they fall apart. Like they they spray that stuff everywhere. It's so gross, mates. <laughs> All right, uh, now it is their turn to act. However, somebody has the ability to interrupt. Yeah, so I guess I'm going to interrupt by using my fight me to try to get as many of them to target me instead of everybody else that I can. Okay, go ahead. And since this is still the first round, it is a plus one on the combat action, which negates my minus one. That is a nine, so that is, I think, three. The I can just pick three of them that just wind up. Okay. Uh, three that were about to attack um, the, the Vanguard have turned are now heading towards you. They move very fast. That's good. You just you guys just hear like this bellowing roar of challenge come out of me. Enraged. Fight me! Yep, more or less. <laughs> Three Blood of them are noises. now looping towards you. Um, they will reach you next round. They won't reach you this round. Okay. Uh, however, there are still at this point, there's still 20 minus those three, so still 17 within range of Corey. Only 17? They will be Not making much. a mob attack, so... Oh, God. Hmm. But um, five doesn't hit, so they don't hit you with their various attacks. Actually, they do, but you have a you have minus two harm, so basically nothing hits you that actually 
does any damage to you. They're they're like flailing at you with their limbs, but your armor and your bionic field between the two have rendered you completely impervious. All anyone can hear outside of the scrum is some vaguely unhinged laughing. And that's their go. Uh, the two Vatarians don't know what to do at this point, but they know who is definitely trying to kill them. So they fire on the on the ones charging towards the Elcor, but they're not doing very well on aim right now. Um, how how far away are they? Which ones? The two Batarian that are, you know... From you, they're about, um, I'd say at this point, 30 meters. So I can get to them in one turn? Yeah, next round. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Right now, it's there. It's the, the swarm of bad guys mob. Go. Uh, the three that are trying to get to the Elcor don't reach him, so it is now top of the order of the Elcor, because he's uh, probably going to use Adrenaline Rush. Again. I am absolutely going to re-up Adrenaline Rush, because why not? Uh, so that's in 11, so 10 or higher, fully accelerated. Uh, so I can do the whole thing again. So we're just going to assault rifle the heck out of another group of these things as I charge forward to try to get up to, uh, I'm going to meet the three that are charging towards me and just kind of try to blast through them and continue on towards Corey. Okay. Uh, that is a 10 on the okay. assault rifle. Okay. So I don't know if that does any good. That's what it, it's a a, it, that guy dies, um, but that still only hits. The assault rifle only hits one target at a time. Sure. Uh, the next one is a twelve. Uh, even more dead. And, and there's one left that you run up to. Yep. And then that's all I can do for right now. Okay. Then uh, next up, whoever wants to go. Uh, and uh, yeah, anyone first I... last time. So if you have a move, go ahead. Yeah. Um. Let me roll. Ooh. Ten. No. Eleven. Okay. So you so, can hit up to five targets, whatever you do. Yeah, five of the angry mob are suddenly floating in air. Singularity. You guys see a weird pinpoint of swirling light appear above them, and then it's like it makes a sh- shuddering noise, and they just get yanked up and start orbiting this thing in the sky. They're like being dragged and swept around it. They they make a lot of moaning noises, but they can't do anything. They're I, helpless in in the pole. I don't think that there's anything else I can do other than that because it's only one action. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's your action. Okay. Okay. Oh, that is so creepy. They were creepy before. Now that's creepier. Kia right. looks over at Rin. Wait. Wait. <sighs> um. So Shrek? I am. I am going to go back to uh, the two Batarian. Um. I'm going to grab one and put my Omni Blade up to its throat and go. Explain. What are those? He makes a lot of gibbering sounds, but you don't think he's. He wasn't doing well before you grabbed him and put an Omni Blade to his throat. Go ahead and make an edge roll to see if you can persuade him to talk, but otherwise he's probably not capable of it. Eleven. Okay. He goes, we don't know! They just came pouring out! There's so many of them! We don't understand anything! Oh god, that one was my friend! <sighs> and I just kind of toss him down and then um, tell my Sentinel to fire again, which is a body roll. Okay. Oh, that was, <laughs> body that rolls. Was, <laughs> snake snake eyes. Uh so four total. Yeah, it misses. Doesn't hit. Alright then. That's my turn. Alright. There's three of you left. Well, Actually no, there's two of you left. So oh, wait, wait, wait. Liz, I'm sorry. Let let uh, Corey go for it. Okay. Nova the seven. You rolled a what? I rolled a seven for Nova. So you hit two? Uh four. Okay. 
the four that you hit all go up. They go up like Roman candles. There's literally like biotic force just smashes from the ground and hits them. Um, st- literally just reducing them to like body parts and that fluid, uh, which just goes flying over the rest of them. At this point, you're down to like uh, between the five floating in the air. Yeah, there's like maybe ten left. I'm going to try to put another bullet through one of their heads because I'm a sniper and I can shoot one thing at a time. Okay. That's an 11. Okay. Because you rolled an 11, I'm going to actually let you hit the one that was on the Elcor and threw it to another. <laughs> so two of them dropped, leaving nine left. Sweet. I'm going to like pet my sniper rifle. Good girl. Good girl. The Elcor the the gives an awkward approximation of a thumbs up. <laughs> uh, at this point, however, uh, they're going. Uh, you hear a kind of really distressed noise. It's, a just, it's like, what is that sound? And what appears to be a group of Batarians fused together. Where oh, like, God! There's like three Batarians per leg and like a bunch of Batarians as the torso and two Batarians as the arms. It's using their heads as hands and like its head is a group of Batarians like fused together. Comes walking out and makes this noise, which is like all their mouths opening at once and screaming. How big is it compared to me? About twice your size, maybe easily three times. Excellent. I I smile when I see this and go, <laughs> good. I, I I interrupt whatever's happening by like basically doing the whole thing of the fight me again, but like I I kind of rear up on my legs, do the whole King Kong pounding my chest thing, and just start taking off towards that thing. I want it to fight me. Okay, go ahead and roll. That is a 10. Okay, it does turn its attention to you. What about the other ones? Are they attacking? Oh, uh, yeah, they're they're attacking the, the Vanguard because he's right there. Okay. Except he for the have... floating guys because they can't yeah. do anything. The, flo- the floating guys can't do anything. The uh, nine remaining that aren't floating are trying to beat up on the Vanguard. Oh, and this time... Yeah, that's a 10. So they hit. Um, Corey, you would take four harm. Minus your armor. You don't have impervious this round. Do not, no. So you take two harm segments total. Think of it as the bar underneath your character in Mass Effect 3. Two of them just went out. You've got four left. Um, I've got a blood red die for that. I'm so I'm so content I found that. <laughs> five left, because I had seven. Okay, yeah, five left. So you've taken, you've actually taken a pretty significant beating this time. They're all like, wait, you know, slashing out with their hands. You need to make a body check. I didn't hear what you said, Corey. Uh, it's nine. Yeah, you're all right. Um, you notice that they've like some of that fluid was on their hands, but none of it seems to have gotten into you. Like you don't you don't have any open exposed wounds, and you don't feel like you've been exposed to it. Good thing. Good because I'd hate to have to kill Corey. <laughs> but that's their go this round. Um, top of the order. I'm actually going to let Anne go first because I think I know what she's going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Let me um, roll. <laughs> that was a twelve. Um, all five of those little boogers that are floating in the air, I'm going to throw them at the big thing. Okay, as you do that, the singularity detonates. Yeah. Because you use throw on targets that were already affected by singularity. Yep. The singularity detonates, and since you rolled a 12, it does enough damage to not just take out those five, but it actually hits the big guy. And you don't know, it doesn't seem to stop it, but several of the fused Batarian bodies fall off of it. It's not enough to make it fall apart, but it definitely felt that. The shockwave from the singularity detonation does that much damage. 
and I take it the five are dead. Oh, they're gone. You don't even okay. see them. Cool. Uh, but Is now... the biotic energy coming off of that big thing? Nope. Okay. It's still suffusing the area around you. All right. Anyway, that's my move. Yeah. Uh, now you go ahead and do your uh, adrenaline rush. Yeah, it's only a nine. Uh, so I believe I get... What you get the it? interrupt. I get the interrupt, but I don't get the second action. Two. Yeah, you just get one. Uh, which is fine because my grenade launcher is off of cooldown this turn, so it's getting a grenade launcher into the face. Okay, go ahead and roll. Uh, that is... Well, that's a ten on the dice, plus three, plus one, so fourteen. Okay, you see several Batarian bodies get blasted and like fall apart. And for a second, before more bodies shift around, you can see there's something glowing inside of it. Like a bright glowing light source. Dude, and then do more of the bodies... It's, it's pretty noticeable. How far away is if, this thing from me when I when I fire? Uh, have to be about 30 yards. I, I char- it, it just came out. I charge up on it. Okay, you can reach it. I'm going to try to hold this thing in place so that they can it will attack me and everybody else can get shots in on it. Okay. Um, but yeah, everyone sees it. It's like, it's like if you were watching in a video game, you would have seen like, you know, somebody would have said, there's a glowing thing. You know, it's one of those things. It was very <laughs> obvious. Excited. <laughs> Aim for blue thing. What's that thing on its chest? Yeah, that sort of thing. But that's uh, you going. Um, so who wants to go next? Um, uh, so how far? I, because I ran back to the other... Um, You're like 60 yards away from that thing. And how, I don't know how much I can move. I'm sorry. Basically, you can move whatever is justified for the thing. There's not heavy, heavy rules for this. Oh, okay, I'm going to say I... you could probably get 40 yards up. I'm not going to let you go 60 in one round. But That's fine. Um, then I will... Do that. I will also um, have my sentinel or little. Well, first I'm gonna move up the 40 yards and then uh, use techno barrier. Okay. Um, let me see what I roll on that. So I got an eight. So that would be three allies. So um, yeah, pick any three people and you can put a barrier around them. Joe, Corey, and Anne. Okay. What does the barrier do? How much harm does it reduce? Good question. Uh, minus two. Ooh, Ooh I'm at minus yeah. six potentially. Sweet, <laughs> bring it. Um, and and then I'm going to tell my uh, donkey to go uh, aim its laser at the uh, the shiny thing. Okay. Right now it's covered up again, but you can try. Well, I, I go make a check. I, okay, I, I got it. four again. <laughs> oh yeah, no, the laser goes wild. It you know it scorches like one of the faces of one of the battalions, which just screams. I just kind of go, like, sigh. Donkey! Okay. Uh, there's two of you left. Who's going? I'm going to try and snipe it where I saw the blue thing. That's seven. Okay, you do uh, You do hit the thing itself. You don't actually, like, you just hit one of the bodies on it, and it falls <laughs> off, destroyed. But it doesn't immediately seem to have done much to it. Um, so, yeah, that's that's nice. your go. The nice thing about sniping from a distance is you usually don't have to deal with the screaming. Ugh. Yeah, this time it's it, there's a lot of screaming going on. Yeah, yeah, seems that way. Uh, but that leaves, uh, Corey, your character? Yeah. Is there any of the little ones left, or is it just the big gun now? Uh, the ones that were still fighting you, there's like, um, some of them just got blown up, but there's still a solid. Four, I think, yeah. yeah. Five got still a group of them there was nine before and blew up five. And then yeah. whatever else anybody else took out. Okay, then I will... Uh, a shotgun, the, one, the little guys close to me. Okay. That is a six. Uh, okay, so you sorry, hit one. Eight. Oh, an eight. eight. So you hit two. Yeah. Those two fall down. Uh, again, destroyed really handily uh, by your shotgun blast, uh, leaving two there. 
Uh, and at that point, first up, the Batarian that didn't get grabbed and have an Omni Blade uh, you know, pointed at him uh, attempts to shoot. And he will hit uh, Shrek. He just shot you in the back. Because as far as he knows, you're you know you're attacking. You've held an Omni Blade to his friend. He doesn't know what's going on. Uh, he shot you in the back. Um, go ahead and make a tech armor roll. Um, that's gonna be six. But can I? Is there any kind of cooldown on the the drone power up? Yeah, you used him already. He's doing something. Oh, okay, else. so that's that's his move. Okay. Yeah, you'd have to tell him to defend you as his action. I, I got a six. Or, yeah. So, so that um no effects. Okay, so you take two harm as you get machine gunned in the back. Okay. Reduced by one for being a vorture. Okie dokie. Um, the two that are left attacking Corey do so, but do not hit him. Uh, the big thing that's attacking Joe... I interrupt and before it does that as it goes to make the attack, since I have the interrupt, and I will light it up with uh, my heavy pistol. Okay, go ahead. Uh, that is an edge roll, so that's a nine. Okay, you blow off another chunk of it. Okay, now now you may go. Sorry. No, uh, that was it. You know, you interrupt its action, so it doesn't get to take its action. Uh, but the thing, other thing that was going to happen does, as the mounds of dead things around it start to twitch, and some of them are twitching and writhing and rolling on the ground, and parts like all the various parts. Like, the severed head of one is, like, biting the dirt to move backwards. One of them is just a mass of, like, torn-up flesh that is, like, creeping and twitching towards it. Revelation! Oh, Destroy large thing! Destroy large thing! Like, this round, none of them get there, but it's clearly calling the various <clears throat> things to it. The ones that were attacking Cory actually turn and begin moving towards it as well. Okay. That's their go, and we go to the top of the order. I am gonna. Get, sorry, go go ahead. Oh, that's it. Yeah, we're saying it was gonna suggest you go. I was gonna attempt uh, the adrenaline rush again. Go for it. Uh, that's a twelve on the dice, so I'm assuming that goes off pretty well. Yep, fully accelerated. Um, so I'm gonna take because I get the two shot uh, the two actions. First action is gonna be the heavy pistol uh, to try to take off a few of the bodies to get a closer shot at whatever blue thing is inside of it. Okay. Uh, that is a nine. Okay, you successfully destroyed one of the central bodies, uh, and is, the blue thing is exposed. And I'm going to try to rip that thing out of it. Okay, um, that's a melee, so make a body check. Yep. I shit you not, that is another 12 on the dice, that is a 16. Okay. <laughs> you reach in and grab it, uh, you immediately take 10 harm. Okay, let me see if I can Reduced by 6. Yep. Pop. Uh, that's, so, a, that's a 10 on body, so... Or, well, that's more than a 10 on body, but yeah, so reduced by 6, I take 4 harm. Yeah, you take 4 harm as you grab the thing, and you do pull it some of the way out, um, but it's tethered by a lot of things. That's fine. So it doesn't come out this round. However, the thing, the noise it makes is indescribable, as not just the thing in front of you, but all the bodies around you, all thousand of them, scream. I, and I very loudly, you hear, uncomfortable, please destroy this blue thing. Who wants as, to go next? As I'm trying to rip it out so you guys can get a clear okay. shot. Um, So I can see the blue thing, right? It's quite visible now. Okay, let me roll. 9, 10, 11, 12. I'm going to pull the blue thing. Okay. Um, With my mind. <laughs> the screaming around you gets louder. Um, as the biotic field wraps around this thing, uh, you... You feel a tremendous... It's like pulling on a star 
it's just unbelievably difficult to move. Um, you, you hit it with a very strong biotic field. The screaming becomes even more intense around you. Uh, there's now sparks and cracks on that thing as you yank on it. Uh, you hear snapping inside the thing's chest as several of the connecting cables break from the force of your biotic pull. Uh, it doesn't move, but there's so much force involved that you feel like you're pulling like a, an entire like starship with your brain. Uh, the biotic field is that strong. Okay, I clap my hands over my ear holes, and yeah, that's yeah. it. Okay, uh, anybody um, else? Did I yeah. hear any uh, of that too as another biotic? Do I get any like contact biotic attacker? What are you asking? Like, if if Anne is hearing all that stuff, I'm. Oh, no, they're all biotic. yelling audibly. Okay. They're, like you can, everybody can hear them screaming. All these bodies are screaming. They're screaming quite loud. If it has a head, it's yelling. <laughs> even the even the parts that are like, there's a torso that doesn't have a head. The torso is convulsing. Like everything is reacting to this. It doesn't require any biotic senses to know that this is happening. Everybody hears it. Um, I would like to one uh move closer to it. So I'm when what what is um melee range. What is the difference between melee and close range, I guess? Melee is essentially close. Okay. Um, you, you, it's, it's closer, but the, this game is not exact in that way. No, that that's fine. Um, get up it, it would take you at this point, you could get close enough to fire a gun at it, you couldn't get close enough to actually physically hit it. Yeah, because that, that's what I would like to do. Um, but I would like to uh, try to time it so I shoot it at the same time my drone does its laser thingy. Um, so I'm going to do two rolls, first for the shot and then for the drone. So it's going to be a 10 on the pistol, and then drone is going to be a 9. Okay. Um, both hit. the uh, When the bullet hits it, there's another eruption of power from it. And if it weren't for the, bio- the techno armor you put up, the techno barrier you put up last round, um, the, the Elcor would have taken more damage, but he doesn't. Um, the cutting beam cuts more of the cables. It actually hits the thing, kind of ricochets off and cuts more of the cables. It doesn't actually seem particularly affected by the cutting laser. Uh, but the pull, Not even not even the cables getting cut? The cables getting cut definitely helps it. It pulls further away. Okay. Like you see it getting yanked more and more out between the biotic pull, the Elcor shear force, and the reduction of cables. It's coming out more. And the screaming... Some of the bodies stop screaming. Okay, but the, did it didn't look like the shot really... It just the laser, the laser didn't do much. The bullet seemed to do, do more actual damage to it. There's oh, no cool. crack. There's a crack forming it. Cool. Uh, that's that's my whole turn. Okay. Uh, I believe next up then would be uh, Liz's character. Uh, Rin is gonna try to snipe at it. Okay. Like I do. That's a twelve on the dice. Hmm. Okay. So yeah. Um, this is the part where the crack is forming. Rin looks at it. Doesn't it? Does some angles in her head. Wind, wind speed, things like that, and just fires and the the it's it seems like she fired in the wrong place when you see where it hits it doesn't hit near the crack and then you see because where she hit the crack goes from suddenly spreads out across the whole thing and intersects the original crack that was made by the first bullet and everybody who's within uh 70 yards of it so um <laughs> trek and uh the elcor both of you have to make a body roll for me now Oops. I'm very good at that. <laughs> yeah, I got a 12. Uh, I got an 11 on the dice plus 4, so... Okay. Yeah, mine, mine was not a natural 12. I don't know if that matters. No, it it's, doesn't matter. Um, 
you you get a sense of what's going to happen just fast enough for uh, for you to let go. Okay. And kind of roll yourself so that you're facing away from it, and you actually roll yourself so that you're like between it and the uh, Vorja, who also manages to drop down so he's not exp- no part of him is exposed. Tech barrier and your own resilience and your armor, you can absorb the the energy of this thing exploding. And can we say blows- I shield the Vorja? Yeah, that's what happens. Um, the explosion is so br- so loud and so bright that nobody can look at it, and the sound is just absolutely deafening. And when it's over, the it's completely dissipated. Like the the various parts, the various you know Batarian corpses that were making up its body, it falls apart into them. And there's nothing left. And the pile of dead people is silent. And then you hear moaning from the two, the two remaining Batarians who are both laying on the ground with their tongues lolling out of their heads. It's, they look like they wouldn't respond to anything. Is that kind of what I'm getting? Uh, you can go ahead and make an edge check. So edgy. Everybody can Whoa. make an edge check, by the way. Not was, just... was, okay. You're going to be an eight. That's also an eight. Also an eight. I rolled a nine. Way to break the chain, Anne. Yeah, what? Sorry. <laughs> Did you bother to record? I got a four. Okay, you have no idea what's going on. Uh, the three of you that got eights, after a brief moment of checking, you notice that their respiration has arrested. Uh, but, um, Tiva, you you recognize that they've taken uh, what you think is manganese. It's a kind of, of ore that is toxic to Batarians. Like they took it? Yeah, you they think you find a one of them had a like tooth capsule, cyanide capsules basically. Yeah, they they've committed suicide. Well, we aren't getting any information out of these guys. Vexed, that would have been easier. They said they had no idea, no clue. Man, well, they must have had some clue because I don't think they would have taken. Well, no, Batarian, they probably would have anyway. One shot me. Must have known its time was short. You okay? Fine. Is everybody else okay? I, I look to the Elcor and go, Thank you. I, I owe one. I nod as my health bar refills after, because combat has ended. <laughs> you, if, you, if you have a segment damage, it basically heals up here. Oh, cool. Right. Just like Mass Effect. You... I, oh, I, I read that's the, nice. I read the rule. <laughs> that's nice. Okay. The, the blood seeps back into my body. <laughs> I just Stop being right red around the edges. There's still... There's still something immensely biotic coming from in that building. I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, it's powerful. And it had nothing to do with those things. I I look at everybody, spiteful remark. They were playing with something that they did not understand. Obviously. Well, it's something we don't understand. understand. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we understand it either, so... I understand that it can be destroyed then we should probably get in there and figure out what the hell that was and what the hell these things are. Because if they get out, there's no telling if they just att- affect Batarians like that. I mean, he bit that guy's face off and then, and then he turned into who knows if that's, if that's a Batarian only thing, that's one thing. But if that, Corey, if this gets off the planet, Corey, make a mind check. Uh, four. you keep thinking you've heard about something like this but you can't remember what I'm like what is this why is this familiar but the name eden prime comes into your head disturbed sounds like what happened with eden prime but that wasn't batarians that was human disturbed are that they was a long time ago 
Are they attempting to replicate what happened and weaponize it? Wasn't Eden Prime, weren't, wasn't there technology there? They sent, the Citadel, since you guys are Citadel forces, uh, Corey was the only one who had actually been in the Systems Alliance because he was a hum, the only human here. Right. What you guys know about it is fairly limited because a lot of it was Spectre involved and they don't share information. But you do know that Eden Prime was attacked by a rogue Spectre named Saren Aris. And when Saren attacked it, he made use of things like called spikes that caused things called husks to grow. And the husks were humans that were drained of all their fluids and filled with some kind of synthetic fluid from the uh, spike that transformed them into monstrosities. No one knew where he got it from. Originally, they thought it was geth, but then it turned out to not be geth technology. Is there anything around that looks like a spike? You don't see anything like that, but you're not inside. I, I was, Wait, how yeah, much of I that point, did you say we know? I didn't hear you, Mitch. How, how much of that did you say we we actually know? That's the amount you know. Uh, all, all of okay, okay. I, I point I point to the facility. If there's a spike, it is likely inside. Ah, oh, this is getting worse and worse. All right, let's go. Agreed. I start I start moving forward. Like I don't even wait. I just start moving towards the facility. Yeah, I've I've uh, I'm with them. It takes you. I've, Follow, but I'm keeping my eyes peeled for more either Batarians or those things. It takes you about five minutes to traverse the distance from the uh, encounter to the actual facility. And when you get to the facility, one of the first things you notice is that the doors have been torn off from the inside and are laying on the ground outside. You think that's this is how that thing got out? Uh, Be on your guard, guys. Always. That's never something you want to see when you're trying to infiltrate a facility. Um, There's a deep green light that keeps pulsating uh, as you step inside. It takes you a second to realize this is the Batarian equivalent of a red alert. The big mm. green light. Uh, you think the Batarians actually have a slightly different visual spectrum than others based on their four eyes. Uh, so green might be the equivalent to red to them for whatever reason. Does it look like there are any survivors around? Any bodies? A lot of bodies. A whole lot of bodies. Are they leaking blue fluid or are they just dead? The bodies you're seeing as you walk in are wearing lab uniforms uh, or wearing armor. They appear to just be dead people. They do not appear to be strangely twisted up or seeping blue-green fluid or any of that. Kia's going to look around for any kind of like research documents, uh, lab reports, anything of significance. Well, at first, you're basically in the equivalent of an entrance corridor. Oh, okay. So you you come in. This is the, this was the way out. There's two guard stations. There's dead guards in them. That's how you guess they're guard stations. There's a series of scanning devices that are currently scanning. Um, as you pass through the scanning devices, they call out in Batarian the weapons you're carrying and such, and flash, like, you know, these guys are armed, but there's nobody there to stop you. Uh, so you Are just there any weapons them. on the guards? Yes. Anything we can use? Uh, nothing particularly different than what you've got, just Batarian state arms versions. Okay, never mind then. Basically, rearm on clips, if you're worried about that, but we're not really keeping track of that sort of thing, so it doesn't really matter. I've only got a pistol anyway, and I'm using my brain, so I don't care. You actually pass through the uh, entrance proper uh, once you get past the security checkpoint. The place under the dome is not full of buildings and structures. It's actually a giant excavation. It looks like an like a archaeological dig of some sort. There's this weird machinery, uh, excavation machinery, drills, um, catwalks that lead down into the earth or into the Karshara, since technically this isn't earth. But you know what I mean. Um, there's 
it's definitely a large dig. They found something. They found something they weren't supposed to find. And whatever it is is responsible for this biotic field that's driving me batty. Mm. She rubs the back of her neck. Both you and Corey should make mind checks. A mind is a terrible thing. Eight. Ten. Corey, you suddenly have a view of the planet from space. And you'll no- when you're looking at it, as you're descending, you notice that there are large animals in the air and on the ground, but you don't see any buildings or cities or anything like that. And as you continue to fall, you realize you're not guiding yourself. You're falling faster and faster, and you're starting to heat up. And you, you feel like a rush of heat on your face as you continue to fall, and then you, it stops. That was... I'll stagger a bit. Rest against the wall. That was... What? You okay? I just... Something in this planet just spoke to me. Or I saw something from the past, or... Oh, none of this is good. Can I still sense the biotic presence thing? Yes. Okay. In fact, it's much stronger inside the dome. Which way? Down? Down. Well, definitely below you. I'll take down point and keep moving. You Anything start... that looks like a husk around or not a husk, a uh, uh, spike around here. You don't see anything like that. Okay. Let's go down. Keep moving. As you guys go down, you have to walk past. Um, there's signs of, inhabit- of habitation. There's like tents. Like they're not like tents, tents. They're like, you know, prefab dome sleeping pods all cubes over. yeah there's places like there's several of those everything is made in the batarian style so it's utilitarian and somewhat uh brut- brut- brutalist um the t- batarian stuff works but it's not tremendously elegant uh it's, it's like imagine the exact opposite of a sari technology and that's what the batarian stuff looks like is there anything here that looks like a research facility or like a, a like they've got it set up for like data or anything like that there's several conning towers, um, and you can tell that people would go up to them and plug in their whatever, if they had an Omni tool or a pad or something, they can go up and plug into it and use them to send a signal out. But that's it. Um, go ahead and make me a, going to say a presence check. A presence check? Okay. Ten? After a little searching as you guys head forward, you find one body that is wearing a, you know, basically a lab coat, the Batarian version, and glasses over two of its four eyes and it has an obvious implant on its ear replacing its ear um whatever this batarian was they they were old enough to need ear replacement um after a couple minutes you 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 basically pat them down and find the smashed up remains of an omni tool and an information pad the information pad is not batarian the information pad on this being is almost certainly systems alliance can I read it? Yeah. Um, it takes you a little bit to just get inside of it because you're not an expert. But after a little bit of, of fiddling, you get the reports. This thing is a series of... It's a, it's a list of various... I'm trying to think of the exact word here. Somebody was attempting to infiltrate Batarian space. They did so, and they discovered a relay that was special and was being, was being primed for use by somebody other than the Batarians. And that relay was with the person in question, the a doctor. Some of the data is destroyed. And you're not sure who this doctor was, but the doctor was in contact with an admiral named Hackett. And the last message on it was that Hackett was going to send somebody to investigate. And that's the last thing on this pad. And, and the, the smashed Omni tool has been used to access this pad. Like you can see the interface linking 
between the two devices, and there's a notation in Batarian, which you yourself don't read, but your uh, your your basic you know your Omni tool can can translate for you that they sped up what they were doing here in response to this incursion from the Systems Alliance. We aren't the first ones from the Alliance to come here. Somebody else came here. Hackett sent somebody here. Statement. Actually, no, they didn't. The the pad is very clear. The place they sent them was on the other. Is not in in, in this system. It's in another part of Batarian space. Oh. But because of that incursion, whatever happened there, and it doesn't say in the pad. That's why this guy's like. I recommend, you know, we accelerate uh, Project Leviathan. Project Leviathan. Okay. I relay all of that to everybody else. That's all it says. What was Hackett doing sending somebody in? And when? Does it say when? the Alliance doing? Whatever, when this pad is maybe a day or two old. So this was recent. What was the the Alliance doing in Batarian space in the first place? That's what I'm wondering. We can talk and move. Let's keep moving. I keep keep moving as I'm talking. uh, I keep the data pad and, and go with everybody. Yeah. Uh, Why weren't we notified they would be here? Statement, likely covert operations, likely operating off of similar intel that we received. We, we, were told, we, told we were told we weren't the first to come here. Huh. They didn't specify or make further clarification. That is well, not this... their fault. It is our fault for not asking clarification. Kita taps the pad. Well, this is, this is in response to an attack someplace else in Batarian space, not here. And but... I... I kind of look at her. You think it is not related? Of course it's related. They sped up things here because of what happened out there. Of course. As you guys are, uh, you make it your way to the, the excavation main hole. Uh, and it is it is a large trench. It's dug in a circular way. So like it goes down and down in a big circle, um, widening as it goes. And the hole itself has these, the, the, the digging is has these trenches you can walk down. There's also a lift uh, the lift itself is massive, and on it is a chunk of something. It's like 20, 30 meters across by 10 meters wide, and it's cobalt and black. And it has the ends of the, the end where it seems to have been cut with some kind of cutting tool or laser is still somewhat glowing from whenever it was cut. Which glowing means, blue? Yeah, very much so. And there are like like hundreds of small circles within it, like it like it was cut across, and there's a cross section of these things. I don't think we want to go near that. I think that might be re- responsible for what was what was what happened to the big guy outside. Everybody, take a mind check right now. <laughs> Ruh-roh. Uh eleven, twelve, nine. I have minus one. Seven. Oh, ten still. Okay. Seven. You all feel like there's a moment of extreme pressure. Like your heads are being squeezed. And then it passes, but looking at that thing makes you extremely uncomfortable. Um, you, you don't know what that was. You, you don't have any real idea what it is by looking at it. But yeah, it makes you extremely, extremely uncomfortable to look at it. But Rin, you definitely want to go up to it. You want to check this thing out. This could I think important. we need to take a closer. I think we need to take a closer look at this thing. I mean, it's clearly something important, or can they I, wouldn't have brought it up. Can I take my giant hand and just wrap it around Rin? You can put it in front of her. Grabbing her is probably going to cause her to react. 
I, I will, uh, this is abnormal for Rin, who is a long range specialist to want to get in close. So I kind of just stop her and I look at the rest of the group and shake my, um, I would like to send my sentinel, a little sentinel drone. We need to check this out. I want to, I want to send my drone in and see if I can get like closer more comfortably. Okay. Your drone begins moving forward. Make a tech roll. Uh, seven. As you get closer, something you you feel like the 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 various progress bars that tell you how well your drone and you are communicating start going from full to nothing. <clears throat> Two of them drop. The third one is like <clears throat> trying to maintain I, connection with you. I, I bring it back toward me. Then another tech roll. Nine. Okay, you manage to pull it back. And it, it takes it until it's literally in your presence for your two, your three contact bars to come back up. Drone cannot get close. You got, however, you did notice that it's it's emitting EM radi- It's emitting a ton of electromagnetic radiation. Hi. Rin would like to electromagnetic radiation. Rin would like to see if she can scan with her Omni tool and see if there's, you know, because we need to know more about this. And everyone's being so. Weird about not just wanting to what go is wrong? Which is obviously the go best ahead, idea. Go ahead and make the scan. Uh, that's going to be an, it's an interacting with your environment, so that's going to be tech in this case. That's just a five. You get this. You since he already mentioned it, you get the EMP radiation, which does make you not want to go near it because your suit is a technological, and you don't want it to blow your suit seal or do anything like that. There's a lot of radiation coming off of it. Not. Not strictly speaking, not like alpha or beta particles or gamma particles. It's it's like electromagnetic energy. It's like it's charged. Hmm. I want to look at Still it, but I also don't want to look at it. Yes, but also Can... that's a really bad idea, I think. But In- inquisitive statement. This is clearly key. Can we ground or remove the charge? How you said, do, how is, it it close? Sitting, is it sitting on a lift? Yeah, it's sitting on a lift. A very large lift, because it's a massive thing. Does the lift have a back to it? It's literally like a metal platform on a track system that's built right into the wall of this thing. It's not like an elevator with like walls. It's literally you just go stand on the platform, and then the platform would go up and down. It's like Black uh, Black Rock Descent, when you, you know, the elevator that kills you. Mm. It's it's no safety requirements at all on this thing. You could just step right off and fall. Is there a big drop on the other side of it? That is correct. What if we push that thing off of there? I could do it. I could try. Again, it's 30 30 meters across. You will need to roll above a 10 to push that thing. Can I... You know what? Can we combine our efforts into essentially a combination attack where if she's doing the push... I can maybe try It'd to be ricochet, but, yeah. but I could try to ricochet or, or use the concussive blast from my grenade launcher to augment it, maybe weaken the other side so that the platform tilts in the direction she wants to push it, so that it gives a little bit of a bonus. I mean, firing something like a munition at it is not likely to do much. It's massive. I'm not worried about it, the platform that it's on, that there's going to be a support structure. You could destroy the platform if you want to, but... If you do that, then the platform is not going to be there for you to use. I just want to move the rock off of the platform. That was rock. my thing. It's, it's, you, as you look at it, it looks vaguely metallic, but it is moving. What is that thing? It's moving. It's like pulsating. What's it and shape it like pul- again? When it pulsates, the electromagnetic energy expands off of it. What's it shape like again? Uh, it's basically starts off at a point and then moves down and expands like a cone. 
and then when it gets to a certain point, it stops expanding and then goes back like a cylinder before it starts to shrink slightly, and then it's cut with some kind of you don't know what cut it. I look at every I look at everybody else. Spike, I think much larger than anything that you heard of from Eden Prime. Okay, um, does it look like we could? Like, so what happens if we shoot or destroy the platform that it's on? Like would it like plummet? Yeah, it would fall. But then we wouldn't. He as as stated, we wouldn't be able. We wouldn't be able to get down. Yeah. Ah. Does it does it look like there are any other ways down? Like could we climb down? Is there any could, scaffolding? There's, there's an excavation track that winds its way down in like a spiral. You it's kind of like a switchback in a mountain. You could take that down. Mm-hmm. You don't know how deep this is. Mm-hmm. You don't know how long and it that would be. And then you would also have to. Be, it would need to be able to get back up, and it would take the same amount of time to get back up. So if you were underground and you pushed the button, you would have absolutely no chance of getting to the surface in time. I, I'll look at uh, Anne's character. Make, make the push. I can try. It's really big. I've never tried moving anything that large before. Encouragement. I believe you can do this. Okay. There goes nothing. And does this look like the 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 zombie things from outside at all like no so it's got is, the blue, it's got blue light coming out of it does it and where it's cut. does it look like something i could try hacking you can make the attempt i will make the attempt before you guys push that off then okay you make the attempt and then i'll try so when you say uh, or the sheet rather says can add edge and tech does that mean i get to add both does it say the specific circumstance of that the Vortress Sentinel can add edge and tech to their roles to infiltrate enemy technology like drones, mechs, death platforms. Go ahead. Um, okay, yeah. it's uh, That would have been a nine. The edge and tech both added? Yes. All right. You try to reach out to it. It doesn't have anything you'd normally recognize as an infiltrate. It doesn't like have the usual method of coming in. But it is broadcasting, so you feel like it's got to have something. You spend a couple minutes trying to probe around it, and then it's like it notices you and it extends a fairly standard Citadel um, interface prompt. You then use that to backdoor your way in, and that's when you start seeing the ground rushing up at you at high speeds, and you're on fire. And then you hit the ground hard. And there's an explosion of, of pumice and rock as you bury yourself deeper and deeper before you finally come to a stop. And then you're out. It's like, that's all you could get. And then it like basically throws you out. Uh, I'm going to convey to the group everything that I as, experienced. As you're telling them what you just saw, it pulsates and twitches and gives off a very high EMP burst. Not enough to, like, it's not an actual, like, you know, it's not enough to, like, destroy your systems or anything but it's 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 significant and it floats off of the platform and floats out to the center and then turns so that the point is down mm. it's, it's not pointing on, not down. on platform anymore it's pointing down but it's also pointing slightly to the side can i walk up to the edge now or would i yeah. be close okay. it's it's like this this hole is at least like 200 meters across and that thing is floating out in the middle of it, about a hundred meters. So I'm it's not see to if I can see where it's pointing. Way too deep down there. You just—it's not lit. It's very dark. I Trep- can't. Trepidation. This is not normal. 
I can't like do mind reading or anything like that, can I? That's no, not no. okay. But or like feel you definitely feel the biotic field around you. Yeah, I was just wondering if I could try talking to the rock. Such no. Okay. But it's descending now. Follow. Yeah, let's go. Must move fast. Okay, you um engage the lift and like I said, it doesn't have any kind of security things on it at all. It's 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 just a big twenty by twenty foot platform of, of metal. As it descends is a bit of a jolt. Um it's pretty quick. It's quicker than the Citadel elevators for sure. Um, the Batarians apparently took seriously the, the update to elevator speed. Um, as you're going down, uh, you see there's stuff in the walls occasionally. Like there's what looks to be fossils of ancient animals, probably native to Karshara. Um, you get deeper than that, though, and there's nothing. And finally, you you reach the bottom, and there's... Not a lot of light, just the, the light coming from above. There's no lights down here, but more accurately, there are lights down here, but they're not lit. The place has been set up to perform some kind of excavation. It's clear that they were digging stuff out and taking the material up, but no one's currently here. The digging machines are all silent and nothing is lit up. I like use my Omni tool as like a flashlight. Okay. Uh, Jack said about three meters ahead of you. So sorry, is the is the big cone thing down here with us still? Like, oh, you don't see it anymore. Okay, okay. So my drone still functions or functions again? Yeah. Probably. As far as you can tell, right now your drone is working. Okay. Hida takes her cue from Rin and like pulls out the Omni tool to. There's no. The first thing you notice is that it's the place looks like it was just in operation not too long ago. There's two mining lasers both set up um, to blast away at a center of the wall. That section of wall has been carved into a large triangular um, opening, and it goes in as far as you can see. Is this a tunnel? It appears to be one, yes. Is the, biotic, point, is the biotic energy coming from that? It's definitely very strong down here. You can't say for certain if it's coming from that direction or not. At, at the, is that the only like area that like effectively our only path forward? You There are other excavations, but they seem to be like like more, they go like 20 yards and stop to 30, I mean, 20, 30 meters and stop. Um, you can kind of see where they've been digging. This one appears to be new and it appears to have been not just recently done, but it's not shored up or otherwise it feels very new, like within a few days. Uh, I'm just going to start moving forward again. Yeah. The tunnel big enough for the Elcor? The tunnel's big enough that that thing could have been pulled out of it. In fact, as you think that, you look up as you're passing in and you see in the rock the other side of the thing's cut that it was pretty much a mining laser and the thing was buried in the wall and when the mining laser made this hole they cut that thing out hmm. and if you look on the other side there's the depression in that wall section where it would have been sorry cut cut the cone thing out or the like yeah like okay. you're looking at it, it's like a giant cylinder inside the wall it's just the circular part of it, and you can see all the connections that would have been going to that thing. Gotcha. And ahead of you, to the to the duration of your Omni Tool's ability to project light, you see the tunnel that they have made. It is rough hewn. It is obviously cut with mining lasers, and it goes until you can't see anymore. Yeah, I'm just I'm moving down that path. Let's go. Yep. Only one way forward. After about a hundred meters, um, your the Omni Tool light strikes upon something very strange. And it takes you a little bit to you looking at them. They're multi-tentacled, not multi-tentacled, multi-limbed beings. Uh, 
And those of you that are Corian, Drell, Elcor, any of the other races that have existed in the Citadel for some time, recognize them from stories of your, you know, the past. They're dead Rachni. How are Rachni doing here? This is not good. This is not... What's a Rachni? Are we sure they're dead? They've been torn apart. Like, their, their body. Okay. As you see that, though, you also see that they've got something interwoven with their bodies. Some kind of technology. Does it look similar to what we saw up top? It looks like the the, the giant thing that you were just looking at. I'm going to raise my hand. Hey, uh, what's the deal with these? What's a Rachni? Uh, Rachni. Um, not good. What, Murder what? bugs. Murder okay. bugs. Bad. Hi. Yeah, the people that know, know the Rachni attempted to conquer the galaxy. And the Krogan were uplifted to deal with them. Um, it ended up the Krogan did a very good job and stopped them from taking over the galaxy. But in the process, the Krogan decided, well, why don't we rule the galaxy? And so they ended up, you know, the Turians were recruited to defeat the Krogans. And the Turians got a seat on the Citadel. So they did, in fact, get to rule the galaxy to some extent. Supposed to be extinct is what they are. Or I thought they were. Don't look alive to me. Don't look yeah. extinct is either. It- does it look like they were recently killed or that they've been here for like months or years or what? There's dust here, but it's all been, dis- it's been displaced and disturbed. It's hard to say, but they're definitely not normal Rachni. Not that you really know what a normal Rachni would be, but the rach- no, no stories that Arachni say, and they had weird cables and wires rid throughout their entire bodies. Like mechanical Rachni, this I- is weird. I'll point to them and then point up top. Revelation, similar to conglomeration we have just fought. Perhaps same perversion of organic entity. I'm wondering if it has anything to do with that cone, but let's let's keep moving. There's got to be more than that. Keep your guard up. Mm -hmm. If there are dead one, dead rachni, there may be living ones. We don't want to mess with them. (laughs) Speak for self. Yeah. Well, you're here for a fight. You're here for forward. a fight, aren't you, Shrek? Me love to kill. If we find some of these, there'll be a lot of killing to do. Good. <laughs> you you head down the tunnel another hundred or so meters, and it begins to broaden out. And as it begins to broaden out, the light from your Omni tools strikes the the thing is floating in space again, directly in front of you in the large opened out chamber. And there are many cables from it extending basically out into something out of your range of vision. The cone or the floating thing that was on the platform, the thing that the, uh, that Shrek awakened. It, it floated all the way down here and is now connected to something. It's actually sped up. The, the pulsating is going faster. Like it speeds up. It's like it does a pulse and then it does another pulse and then another pulse faster than that. So does this mean my drone, like, does it function down here at all? Yeah, your drone is functioning right now. Okay. If you, you don't know if your drone will function if you send it at the at the thing. Gotcha. I move forward to see if I can see what it's attached. Do you have an Omnitool lit up? Because you hadn't said you were. I mean, I, if I have one, yes. Okay. Make a presence check. Oh, that's at a minus one. This should be entertaining. <laughs> uh, that is a seven. Just... There is something just out of the range of your vision. Elcor are not particularly known for being great at seeing things. Nope. Uh, there is something there. You can see that the cables extend forth, and you get the sense of size, But and there's a bit of a tremor in the ground around you that is in time with the pulsing. I'll relay that. 
we could shoot it. I mean, if we did, what if we just destroy it? What if we just destroy all of this? Possibly. The only problem with that is I don't know what this is. And if we're supposed to send intelligence back to, I mean, what do we have to tell them right now? There are floating rocks down here and mechanical rachni. That's that going to go death here. We tell them we took care of problem. Wait, I, what? Somebody well, said, yeah, I, I look and I, sh- I shush everybody. A really fucked up looking Batarian. Sorry, guys. Um, there's just a really absolutely messed up Batarian, like sitting there with like, he's wearing combat armor, uh, very, very heavily reinforced. His stomach is like, he's holding his, in, his stomach plate onto his body. And there's Batarian blood, which is kind of a, a greenish color. And he's like, you're too late to stop it. What, <laughs> what, what is, it? is it? You want to see it? Yes. He of reaches course. Out. There's a large pile of something next to him that is kind of obscured in the darkness. And he reaches over and just taps it with the back of his hand. And two very large lights that are attached to it light up. And the first thing you see is that he is sitting next to an enormous amount of explosives. Oh, God. The second thing you see is that the big giant lights illuminate the almost the whole chamber, which is a massive chamber. The third thing you see is this gigantic thing of black cables and huge plates. It vaguely looks like it's got tentacles reaching into the ground around it. And as the light hits it, there's a moment. Everybody here needs to make a mind roll. <laughs> God. Cool. My worst stat. Uh, that is a four. Ten. Eleven. Riley hit seven. Three. Okay, the four and the three. It's like a voice louder than thunder in your heads. And it doesn't say anything in words. It just lets you understand how thoroughly inferior you are. How utterly worthless and deserving of what's coming. That they will be coming back. This galaxy is theirs. They will read everything. And there is nothing you can do to stop it. Do we have any idea what they are? He just told you what they are. They are reapers. They will reap uh, okay, everything. Okay. And there is nothing that can be done to stop them. And as it thinks that at you, you believe it completely. There is nothing that can be done to stop them. They are impossible. They are like gods. Uh, if you don't even, you know, Fortune don't really have religion, but if they did, this thing would be worth worshiping. Um, Elcor do have a religion, and it's not about giant space monsters. But in this moment, you're like, "Oh, okay, that's that's what a god would look like." Um, it's the force of its mind is absolutely crushingly powerful, but it's dead. At the same time, you know that this thing is dead. It is not alive, and because it is not alive, it cannot actually make you do anything. But it has utterly convinced you that you might as well just lay down and die. The other three of you feel it. You manage to hold off against its influence, but you feel it. And the uh, Batarian on the ground cackles and goes, See? <laughs> There's nothing for it. He's right. What? He's right. We cannot do anything. Now, hold on. We've got a big pile of explosives here, and I say we try that before we try nothing. First off... No use. Is well, this where the biotic source was coming from? It's... You are... like You feel like you are in the eye of a hurricane. Like, all around you is swirling massive amounts of biotic power. You get the feeling that that thing might as well be made of element zero. 
we need to do something about this thing. What you said there are cables attached to the the thing that was floating to it. Does it look like it's pulling power? You're not sure. You don't. You've never seen anything like this. It doesn't need power. Is power? Yeah, but something is graying out half the planet. Is it this thing or what? Doesn't do matter. I get any, do I get any power readings on my Omni tool? Uh, make a tech roll. Oh yeah, rolling dice. That's a thing I have to do. Eight, nine. Yes, uh, there's a enormous amount of power floating around this room. Way more than even that thing had upstairs. In fact, there's so much power flowing around this room that you cannot actually measure it. Your your these uh, yeah. sensors you have do not go up this high. This this might be a planet's worth of power happening right here. We need to get out of here. We need to get out of here. We need to report back. Um, Rossi, do I feel like I want to leave? You like, can. You're, you're not actually forced to do anything. Okay. You're just certain that everything is pointless. You can. You can still take actions. You can still move. You can still do things. You just are, have a total shuddering feeling of complete and utter defeat. Okay. Get out of here. Let's get back to the lift. Come on. Do I feel capable of leaving? Nothing is keeping you here. I'm, that's kind of where I'm struggling. Like, am, am I so hopeless yeah. that I don't want to leave? That I'm going to tell you, if you want to take any kind of affirmative action, I'm going to make you make mind checks. Okay. I mean, leaving seems fine. I mean, there's no really... You can leave or stay, and it's still going to destroy everything, and you're all doomed. Yeah, so I, I basically will just harumph and start leaving. Can we set the explosives off? You don't know how to set them off. You De- can try to find out. Defeat. Useless. Yeah, I want to I wanna investigate the explosives. Uh, I'll, make a tech I'll check. I'll help if I can, can right. I give a help action. Is there anything like that? No, but I, I will let you both make tech checks, and you guys tell me each your individual successes, and I'll decide what that gets you. Well, you got a 12? I got a 3, got a so... The 12 is enough that this is a standard Batarian uh, plasma gel explosive device. Uh, it's got a 30,000 30, kiloton yield, so like 3 megatons. It's capable of probably annihilating everything in this chamber. Although you don't know what will happen to that thing. You don't know if it will be destroyed or not. You've never seen anything like it. But it certainly collapse this entire... If it's detonated, it will probably collapse this entire dig on top of this thing. It is got a, it's currently set up to have a dead man switch, which is what the Batarian is holding. Um, you oh, could take it from him, but you'd have to be careful to make sure he doesn't let go. Because then it would yeah. you know, be released. Um, or you could set it to a timer. You'll need access to the Batarian's command codes or to somehow hack the device to get around them. Then you could program it to detonate on a timer. Is the Batarian still mostly alive? He seems to be alive. He certainly seems to be bleeding quite heavily. Can I give him a, a shot for my first aid thing? Uh, yes, you could do that. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over and give him a shot and say, hey, we, uh, we're going to get out of here, but that thing needs to get destroyed. There's and no- I want to use there's nothing we can do. If there's nothing we can do, then trying anything won't have any effect. So you should, we should just try blowing it up anyways. All right. Let's go. Don't understand. Let go of the dead man switch. You've got a round to get control of it. I'm going to grab that thing. Okay. Go ahead. Make a, make a body check. What have I done? Uh, another 12. Okay. You grab it in time. You <laughs> the button push down. Do, do, do. Warning. This has been, and this is all in Batarian, but you have translators. This is, you have used one of your three safeguard uses. Two such releases, and the device will automatically detonate. Check. 
Could you hack that thing and put it on a timer? Wouldn't matter. Didn't ask if, if it mattered. Could you do it, Rin? I'm a Quarian. You can make a hacking check. He just has advantages. Oh. Sentinel. Oh. You're an infiltrator, so you didn't focus on that level of technology as much as this, the stealth tech and the shooting people. But you, you can make an attempt. Is it dangerous to make an attempt? Yes, there is a chance that you will set it off. <laughs> Nine? Okay. Uh, you've managed to, it takes you a little bit of time, and you knock one of the safeguards off, um, unfortunately. Oh. But you do get into the programming setup, and you can set a timer from now to 60 minutes. You, you can basically say, go off now, go off in a minute, go off in five minutes, go off in 60 minutes. The, those are various, any time between now and 60 minutes, 57 minutes, whatever. You can, that's what you <laughs> How long did it take us to get down here? Because uh, that seems like it would be a good amount of time for a timer. About seven minutes. Let's say 15 minutes. Does that set, sound good? Set it for 20 and we'll, we'll get to the surface and get out of here. Yeah. 20 minutes. What was that? Set to 20 minutes. Sound. As Rin sets it to 20 minutes, there's an extremely deep thrumming sound and the six segmented eyes on the massive thing in front of you all light up. Oh no. As <laughs> what? tentacles rip out of the fucking wall. Again, swearing like a sorry uh, rip out of the wall and one of them is the severed one that reconnects with the floating thing it literally <laughs> clamps to itself and it doesn't scream but again an incredibly deep sound like quite frankly you feel like you're you're watching tenet or something uh yeah. this very deep bass sound goes off and it begins pulling on the rocks around it and the power is just goes through the roof and you hear distantly the sound of many, many mouths screaming. Oh, God. As we got to get out of here. Out of the ground. Yeah. It doesn't get away right away. It, it's still, it's entombed by so much rock, but it is definitely twisting and trying to pull its way out. Both of you that were held by its, the field of its certainty don't feel it anymore. It's no oh. focusing on you. It feels its freedom is at hand. Do I, so we're back to ourselves. We have our, our own. Yeah. You know what it you know what it is, you know it's an enormous powerful entity that is like a god, but the feeling of utter hopelessness and surrender is no longer there. I kinda of shake my head. Unpleasant. We need to get out. We need to get out now. It it is becoming free. Is twenty minutes too long for the timer now? You still have the dead man switch. You can yeah, you can activate it at any time. So this thing is still getting power from the spike, like it looks like? No. It literally attached itself to that thing. Like it, it basically, like, one of its tentacles came up and stuck onto it. It was like the tip of one of its own tentacles had got cut off. It just reabsorbed it. Okay. And now it's it's moving around. It's literally drawing power from the Batarian power network. In fact, you can see all sorts of Batarian devices in this room leading up to it. They were trying to do something to it. Can we start severing those up. connections? Theoretically. It means you'd be staying here while it tries to rip itself out of the rock and whatever those noises are above coming down. We must go to get out of here we must duty we need to stop it if we blow this place sky high we've stopped it yeah you need to get to the surface before that those explosives go off okay i mean if we want to try to make a break break for it we can go for it all right um so you begin bolting out of there uh you get to the room with the lift and the two mining lasers are starting to come online they, can we slap them offline? You can try. Again, that you will have to stop running to do that. 
you'll have to stop at the devices to figure out why they're, how they're going online. Do we see anyone messing with them? They're just going online by themselves? There's definitely something from the cables going into that room mm-hmm. that is, leads up to these devices. It's and controlling it. The what, what, can I as you're doing this as you're saying what can we stop it you know what do I see they go online and begin firing at I, rock around them carving a bigger deeper hole I try to without I, hesitation I try to blow one up yeah well, I was going to I was going to say I, I want to shoot one okay go ahead both of you make attacks uh that is 9 10 11 12 okay with Nine the heavy weapon okay you manage to damage it sufficiently that the laser is now pointing straight down. It continues to fire for a few seconds, but then falls off entirely. Shrek, you don't do as much damage, so it's still firing. Wait, so there's there's more than one, you said? There's there were two, two lasers. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. One of them he fired on and blew up. Uh, you were using a, a less effective weapon, using a big gun, basically. Unless you're using your drone, and even then it wouldn't be enough damage. No, I was using the heavy fist. I was trying to just shoot it as I walked by. Yeah, I know. It doesn't, it doesn't stop. Exclamation, use drone to sever lines. And I just want the drone to do the same thing, and I will roll for the drone. That's a 12. Okay, this time the drone laser burns right through the connectors, and the connectors themselves even catch on fire. There's a... And then the thing, you know, it fires out its entire backup battery and stops because it can't draw any more power. Continue leaving. Okay. On a lift. <laughs> okay. The lift starts going up, and then the power goes out of it. Can I hack it if it's out of power? Go ahead and try. As you are doing that, suddenly the lift lights back up again, and then punches it up at about five times the speed it went down. <laughs> okay. With no, with no safeties or... Everybody make a body check. Um, oh, no. I am going to try to anchor myself in a way that I can assist the others. I rolled a well for the hacking. I rolled a four for the body check. Uh, that's that's a nine on the dice plus three nine. for body. Oh. Okay, so you make an eleven. Uh, that's a twelve. Nine okay, plus 12. three is twelve. I got a ten minus one, so nine. Okay. I also got a nine. All right, Corey. Eight. Ten. Okay, everybody but Rin manages to stand <laughs> on their feet. Rin, you are you are pushed down. Uh, you don't get to grab her in time. Uh, but what you do get to do is. Because you roll a 12 and you're trying to stabilize yourself, you actually manage to dig yourself into the wall and slow it slightly. Okay. Although at the cost of one body that Fine. you take, you take it. You don't. It doesn't get stopped by anything. You take one harm. Yep. Um, you're pretty sure your hacking check wasn't enough to take control, but you're pretty sure the thing in the room is hacked. It's basically controlling the elevator, and it plans to possibly smear, smash you into the ceiling, or move you up really fast and then rip it down and have you all plummet to your deaths. You're not sure which you've got maybe two rounds to figure it out and get it stopped before you're dead. I'm, I'm basically giving us some time, right? Is, is what's going on. Yes. You're, you've basically started using yourself. It's your armor is on fire, which is why you're taking damage. So do I get the sense that this was from my hacking gone bad or that the, like from my, it was hacking. It was hacking it happen to be on it. Your hacking lets you know what's happening. Okay. Because you didn't roll successfully, but you at least know it's in the system doing this. Okay. Uh, can I try to hack it? Sure. <laughs> what's the worst that could happen? I die. <laughs> I got a 12 on the dice, so that's a 13. Okay. You actually managed to get control of it. 
Um, uh, maybe the Forge I was trying to get too fancy. You're not sure, but there's a very straightforward way to get control of it. You engage the locking brake mechanism. Uh, when you do that, the thing stops. It takes it like 20 yards more of, to stop. You're 100 meters from the surface now. That's how fast it was going. Next round, you guys would have been shot, like catapulted like a couple hundred yard meters in the air and oh probably God. all would have died. But now you're 100 meters from the surface and your only option is to climb. Yep. Well, I'm already dug into the wall. Let's get climbing. Four minutes have passed. Let's yep. go. Start <laughs> climbing. I'm going to go last and wait for handholds to be made by the elk court because I'm... Yeah, and that's exactly what I'm doing. Like, I'm just basically punching into the wall to give them handholds behind me. Okay, go ahead and make is a there... body check. Uh, that's, uh, 10 total. Okay. The Elcor is leaving holes as he climbs. You will be able to go 40 uh, meters this round. Everybody else can go 40 meters using his, the Elcor's handholds, or you can try and climb up without them. You'll, you'll won't have as much, as good a chance, but you can possibly go faster. I don't suppose I could, my, my drone could carry me, right? It's not that. No. Was drone there any scaffolding or structure around the elevator that we could climb? Yeah, but it's basically going to be it's set up. It's greased so an elevator can go up and down. Oh, and... Yeah, not good. I'm just going to follow I the Elcor. If... Yeah, I'll follow. Yeah, follow our Elcor friend up. If I adrenaline rush, can I make Hopefully. this quicker? Self, possibly. What's that? You'd possibly make it quicker for yourself. They will not be able to take multiple actions. That's fine, but if I can get out quicker, I can always help them quicker. So okay, Go ahead and try. Uh, that is a 10. Okay. Then you have two actions. So that's exactly what I'm going to do, is I'm going to keep punching holes in the wall unless anybody's doing anything different. Nope. You you move 80 meters. When uh, you get six, you, when you get to the top of the 40 meters that you can go, uh, Corey, you realize you could just charge. <laughs> then I'll do that. Hmm. Corey literally just goes, whomp, and shoots up past the Elcor, who is still 20, yard, 20 meters from the surface, and is at the, the edge and catches the edge and f- rolls himself over. <laughs> That's when you see them, Corey. No. I've made a huge mistake. Yeah, the, the thousands of corpses are now walking in. Oh. And hey, you can guys. actually feel the biotic wave going over you to them, pulling them forward. Hey, guys, we, uh, we really need to hurry. Detonate as soon as we out. Yep. Working on it. Still climbing. Yeah, I've I've just we, we were 100 meters from the from the thing from the lift, right? So if I moved yeah. 80 this turn, 40 we last. Meters from, well, I moved no, 40 last you turn. Moved, you right? moved 80. You moved 80 with your two rounds. When okay. you, you activated adrenaline rush, it counted. Oh, it was the same turn. Got it. Okay. Yeah, you moved 80. You are 20. I thought down. I thought we were another turn in. My bad. All right. Well, I mean, my turn's just going to be moving those 40 yards. Everybody goes 40 meters up, uh, except meters. for um, yeah, 40 meters up, except for the Elcor who went 80 meters up, and Corey who is on the surface, kind of on his back, looking over as a huge shambling pile of corpses is coming in the doors. They're they're still a couple hundred meters away. This place is huge, but they're coming in. At the point there's like 40 of them just step just past the doors, and now the round kicks over. You can't adrenaline rush again because Correct. nobody died. Yep. So you have three rounds before you can adrenaline rush, but you can definitely climb 20 meters in this round. Yep, so I, I get up and pull myself over the edge. I'll see the you know wa- tidal wave of dead things. Loathing so much corruption. Everybody else, everybody else goes 40 meters. Mm-hmm. So you're all 20 meters down. Drony pops up, because I'm assuming you want to see what's happening. Mm-hmm. 
Droney pops up, swoops around a little, sees the, you know, zooms in on the wave of people. And if a drone could make a concern noise, like, <laughs> if it's good enough round, for Probius, it's good enough for the drone. Those rounds, that that round carries in more of them come in. There's now 80 of them in the in the dome. They're about 100 meters away. The first of them are about 100 meters away. And next round, you're now nine minutes in. You have 11 minutes before the the explosives you set detonate. There's a powerful vibration in the earth. I, uh, who's who's carrying the detonator right now? Sorry. It, once everybody's uh, out of the hole, I I I turn to Corey or to Corey's character. Detonate. I I, look in, I, I nod. Will that bring the whole thing down on us too? Even though we're not in the hole anymore. I activate our beacons or my beacon. We punch. Detonate. I hit my beacon. No time. All right. Get your beacon. Let's go. Beacon. I'll let go of the dead men switch and drop it into the the pit behind us. And then I look at the 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 way that we got to go out, and I start charging. I'm gonna. Bust a hole through these things if I have to. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make me a check. I'm gonna say body. Yeah. Wouldn't. No, go body ahead. check for a body check. If you guys each do an action right now. Um, if you everyone wants to do an action, do one. That is an eleven plus three. That is fourteen. All right. Anybody else I, doing anything? Yeah, I'm gonna do yeah. the techno barrier because I have to recast that, right? Yeah, you use it again. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna do that then because I see him charging. I'm like the gator from uh, Sonic the Hedgehog at this point, just like with the shield around me, just charging into a massive body. Uh, so that's going to be an eight, which means I'm going to do... Um, does, can I do that? Well, I don't care about myself as much. Uh, same people. Corey, Joe, uh, and... Sorry, Liz, that you're, you're a sniper. I, uh, I've rolled a 11, so 14. Okay. So five of them go up in the air again. The first, the, the first group of them floats up into the singularity. I'm going to say you rolled so well that you actually get 10. Hmm. As the, cool. uh, the escape sequence music starts playing in the background. There's another <laughs> extremely deep vibration in the ground, and then you hear a different vibration in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Corey? Uh, I just charged, so I don't think I can char- charge again. You have to roll to see if your charge refreshes, remember? Oh, that's right. One roll now. Uh, plus on mind check. Yeah, it refreshes. Okay, they are close enough to charge now. Then I will charge. Okay. You, one thing you didn't think of as you charge, it occurs to you that you didn't think of this. Combo detonations are not limited to the person who casts the initial effect. Oh, really? Uh, That's correct. If you've ever played Mass Effect, I'm sure you have. Yeah. If somebody yeah. puts up a singularity and somebody else hits it with a different biotic ability, it will detonate. Yeah. And that's what happens this time. As you charge in, you hit the nearest one, and your biotic field hits her biotic field. Roll your normal detonation, except roll and then add your body and mind to it. And roll your detonation damage. Roll your detonation damage? Okay. Your detonation damage. Just roll the way you know. Okay. Add body and mind to it. Okay. You do have the minus two to harm. Uh, so do I roll my normal plus two, and then do I add my extra body and mind on top of that, or is it just your one body top? and mind on top of it? So not not in addition to your normal mind, just add body and mind, not just mind. Okay. So that I need is... to add body and mind to mind too. Yep. Okay. If you so don't have anything from body, then don't worry about it. Well, I was gonna say I rolled a ten plus mind. Mind is plus three, but body is minus one. So don't worry about that. 
Okay. So I hit an 11. So between the 11 and the 13, you both would affect roughly ten, five people. Um, but because this is a combo detonation, it affects 25 people. Damn! You literally annihilate <laughs> close to the entire front rank of these things. Out of the 80 that are there, you destroy a quarter immediately. The wave then shock, the shock wave then rocks forward and knocks the rest of them down. I'm just trampling at that point. Yep. <laughs> because because the Elcor then roll, also rolled, uh, I think, a 14 total. Yeah. You then literally trample the ones that have been knocked down. And then when you get to the back rank, when there's more of them still kind of coming up, you literally just, with your glowing tech shield, crush your way over them. Like, a, it's literally like he's a galloping, you know, a, an angry pachyderm, just goes right through the group of them. Since he's not stopping to fight them, uh, just going through them as fast as he can, there's like just spray of, of goop with every of crushing step, and now the path is clear. As you get out, you start to hear the primary detonation sequence, which is, in order for that bomb to work, another bomb goes off to prime it. That bomb just went off. That bomb is like a, a kiloton. It's very large, but it's not enough to get out of, of the chamber you were just in. But the ground begins to subside behind you. Then the next detonation happens. That's a 30 megaton detonation. That, run, 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 run. there's an enormous column from the 200 meter across cross section as the explosion is directed up and through the top of the dome. Then the rest of the ground, and in expanding circles, begins to cave in and cave in and cave in. And you guys are running as fast as you can to try and stay ahead of it. And just as you're about to fail, as you see the shockwave blast a ring in front of you and see the ground begin to drop, you feel yourselves not responding to gravity as you start to float up off the ground. <laughs> and that's as you're being pulled up and as you're kind of drifting into the, the, the floating ship, that's when you hear and see the thing come out of the ground. <laughs> And realized oh it survived a 30 megaton nuclear blast type force. Oh no. And it is pushing its way out of the ground. And that's bad. But it's not the worst thing. Because <laughs> we have friendship. No. The worst thing is that you look up as you're being pulled into the ship. And you see like a spark for a second in the sky. Like a, like a shooting star. And the shooting star gets closer. And then suddenly you realize it's not a shooting star. It's another one of those things. <laughs> and another one and they're landing on Karshara and there are more as you as the door of the ship closes and you're like go go the ship immediately kicks on its its mass effect drive in orbit yep to get out and as you are rocketing out of the atmosphere you you go to a viewport because there's no windows in this ship and you see on the viewpoint there are more of them and more of them, and they're coming out of, a relay, of the relay into the system. And they are hundreds of them in orbit around Karshara. We gotta get back to the and Citadel. That's when you sh the, the uh, Major Karahay turns to the captain and goes, full Mass Effect drive now. It's still gonna take us a day. At that that's, do you want to try to go through the relay? Nope. Got a good, good, good point. Good point. And they, the ship is now moving at full speed out of the system. I'll turn to the commander of the vessel. Or, or commander of the mission. I, I don't think I need to preface this with any sort of emotional statement. Prep emergency message. Eden Prime happening again. Larger. Bigger. Old God's return. 
looks at you and goes, I'll send a message as priority as you can, but I have no idea. With the relay under their control, I don't know when it'll get heard. Message must be sent. If we don't make it, message survives. Screaming into the cosmos if you've got to. It's not just the Citadel that has to hear about this. Oh. If they're attacking one planet, they're going to attack all of them. The, the enormity of what you say cuts through to him. He goes and begin, he, did, he basically sends a priority message. And you guys are left watching as more and more of those things descend on Karshara. Karshara is a population of 10 billion people. There are 10 billion Batarians on Karshara. Reapers warned. We didn't listen. And you say 10, 10 million Batarans. 10 billion. 10 billion. Correction. 10 billion Hus. Yep. And that is the end of our session. <laughs> oh, God! Yeah! <laughs> so, now go play Mass Effect 3. This is basically our lead-in. Yep. Yeah, that was really well done. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. That was, that was horrible, but horrible in exactly the best way. That's something I wanted to do for a long time. And when you guys <laughs> wanted to do a Mass Effect game, I'm like, the, the destruction of Karshara, that's perfect. Yeah, I was, I, I saw the, like, some of the right now. I'm like, this is going to be so great. I'm so happy with this. This, this makes me very happy. And the, in the worst possible, we just witnessed a, you know, genocide type way. But yeah. It, 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 there was, there was a possibility of y'all being killed, but instead y'all got away and just happened to witness the destruction of everything on that planet. And of course the beginning of this on the galaxy. Uh, so not exactly a happy escape, but you know, you, you did better than I kind of thought you would, to be honest. Dude, that singularity explosion totally <laughs> And he put like, you put singularity down and he said, what my charge hasn't refreshed. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I didn't mention that. Yeah. So technically combo detonations don't need to be from the same person. I didn't realize that. Yeah, you can have, mm. like, I've done it all the time. I have, sh- have like, Shepard cast Singularity and have Liara blow it up or the other way around. Mm-hmm. Having yeah. Two- it's a lot, yeah, it's a lot faster that way than doing it yourself. Yeah. I mean, two biotics body means that you just have one cast Singularity and the other one blow it up all the time. So, yeah. Bang, bang, bang. That's our session. I uh, hope you guys liked it. Hope, every, you know, everybody listening liked it. Um, Your Bioware, please release a Mass Effect RPG, like for real, because that was fun. <laughs> I, I think they actually have one. They um, do. I think, it's, yeah, I just didn't have time to get it, so I just made ah. it. That, and, and I think the original one was based off of Alternity, I think. So, whatever. But, you know, next time we play, I think will be next month. Joe will probably be taking it again because um, he's running a campaign for us. Uh, but yeah, that was this this special May Mass Effect themed RPG in honor of the Legendary Edition. Uh, hopefully, you all are playing that and having a good time. Um, I haven't bought it yet because money's tight, but I'm going to get it soon. Uh, but yeah, anybody else want to say anything before we go? No, just well, th- thanks for the game. That was yeah, fun. seriously, thank you so for much. putting this all together. Yeah. Talk to yeah, you all later. Awesome. Uh, thanks for having being here, guys. Uh, take it easy. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Ciao. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.